and welcome everyone to today's news tonight, the weeknight news show where we're joined by special guests, our lovely patrons, and our awesome YouTube audience to discuss the day's gaming news. I'm your host, Derek Bittner, and I'm joined by my good friend and GVG co-founder, Ash Paulson, along with our great, wonderful, amazing art director, Daniel Alba. Welcome. Hello. And this is take two. Of our attempt at doing the 2021 games uh, review in games and news and whatever else comes out. Uh, And yeah, unfortunately, because of that, uh, Brandon has uh, something going on with his family, um, doing something with, uh, you know, just nothing bad. It's just like family time. It's a good thing. We got He's working on a house project with his dad, I think, right? That's what he said. So I don't know exactly what the <clears throat> yeah. house project is, but he's doing it, and that is all good. And Steve uh, would love to be here, but his where he's at right now, his internet connection is um, trash. How much did he say? <laughs> I think he said like five, five down or like five, seven kilobits. It was a seven. Oh, seven. Oh, okay. Seven kilobits. Kilobits. Which Ooh. is like, yeah. yeah, which is like dial-up status. So he is fine. He's here, but we're well, not here. He's at his mom's for the holidays, but she unfortunately doesn't have great internet, but he did want to be here. He is going to be back. We keep saying he's going to be back. We're not lying. We promise he is going to be back, but you know, his personal situation and then the holidays, it just stuff keeps coming up, but he will be back and uh, we'll be very excited to welcome him back with open arms when he's, you know, ready and available and and uh situated and everything is steve but, real yeah. steve no <laughs> see, what we didn't what we never realized for a long time is that steve is actually the krampus uh so he's right. just very busy <laughs> yeah steve krampus bowling that's uh if yeah. you didn't know his middle name i just told everybody it's krampus <laughs> yeah but yeah uh, seven kilobits is unbelievably seven kilobits. he might as well just <laughs> mail his answers with us exactly communicate <laughs> yeah uh, yeah, so. One other thing I, I, a lot of people have been noticing is you get to see my gift uh, that I got for Christmas, a actual webcam rather than using I a uh, camera on a tripod with a 4K um, uh, link hookup. Uh, I always, I've had to use, for whatever reason, it stopped working with Discord like six months ago. And so I've had to use third-party right. programs to try to get it to work. It's been a pain in the butt. But I got a nice new webcam, and because of that, I actually actually put it on my uh, desktop and actually look at the camera and not have it on you this side. So good, man. So yeah, you're so crisp. You get to see my office, yeah. and Amy even decorated. I got a, we got a nice tree, so still got nice. That. Um, we actually uh, we actually hosted Christmas for the first time uh, for my wife's family at our own place, and so we got a tree decorated and everything. First time we'd really done that in our own place. And uh, it was it was fun. We uh, it, it was kind of mixed because it was great. We got to host Basola's family, had a great time. But then, unfortunately, we had to pull out of seeing my parents for the second year in a row because of Omicron concerns and, and the fact that due to their own vaccination timing, they aren't eligible for their boosters until like next week. So their COVID antibody or, uh, antibodies are at their lowest possible level. So even though my wife and I are boosted they were just a little worried about, you know, breakthrough infections. And so I didn't get to see my family over the holidays. A little sad about that, but yeah, that's so sucks. many people also, so many people also didn't get to see their families. And I'm lucky yeah. enough to at least say my parents are healthy, no COVID or anything like that. So I'm counting my blessings while also being a little bit bummed out that I didn't get to see my family, you know, eat a nice food with them, open, you know, give them their presents, but we're going to do a delayed Christmas next month or something. So it'll be fun. 
uh, yeah, I think that's, you know, got to be safe. Uh, hopefully you'll, Definitely. you know, get to. Uh, yeah, safety first. I would time. never dream of putting my parents at risk or anybody at risk knowingly. So, mm-hmm. you know, just safety first. It's a bummer, but hopefully next year there won't be any more deltas or gammas or sigmas or betas or omicrons or any of this i'm so sick of covid man yeah God. oh it sucks yeah it sucks <laughs> i'm I, sick of it i almost couldn't even see my family um this year because my sister flew in from like new Jersey, new years in new york that kind of area because she goes to college out there and she had been apparently around somebody who had tested positive after they flew back home so they had to go through an entire test uh, her and the family had the, those really quick, like, you know, over overnight kind of testing. And luckily she was okay. So we could actually hang out and see each other. But it's it's, cra- it's crazy that we're still concerned about this at this point. And uh, it's just, I want it to end. <laughs> Please. Please. Yeah. If Omicron had happened just a couple of weeks later, we could have snuck in Christmas and holiday festivities and stuff. But it's just, I it's mean, exploding. it doesn't, it's not surprising yeah. that it spread a little faster because people going to Thanksgivings and things like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, at least I did get Thanksgiving with my family. The, ho- so. the holiday seasons is a perfect hotbed for having a lot of people uh, come together all at once. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh. Yeah, that's a bit of a problem. Uh, but yeah, uh, at least we had it all. Had, I had a nice holiday. Uh, saw a lot of family. Thankfully, we were all safe. And uh, yeah, I, I can't complain too much. I thought it worked, uh, went pretty well. Uh, but yeah, we have a lot to talk about, so I don't want to take up too much time on Christmas talk, uh, because sure. <laughs> whew, we got six months yeah. to cover and it is the second half, which is always a busier time, uh, always a lot more to cover. So, uh, before we get to that though, of course, we got to thank our wonderful sponsor, the game orb and the game orb is a YouTube channel that brings commentary and gameplay footage from the Nintendo switch and Xbox series X gaming systems. While they are still running let's plays of Splatoon two and super Mario 64 from super Mario 3d all-stars. They're also adding new games like Sonic colors, ultimate and roller coaster tycoon three. Also, there are now shorter videos and a playlist called the game orb minis for clips that are highlighted. So be sure to subscribe to the game orb at the link in the description. And I'm sure, Ash is, uh, uh, what's it called? Pinning. Pinning. I pinning it. It's already pinning done. It. Ash has it's already pinned. Pinned, pinned the message. It is pinned. Jeez, and we are 20, 21 away from, 21 subs away from oh. hitting, getting Game Orb to 400. So Very, so 379. Is, nice. That yeah. number is climbing. That please do subscribe crazy. to Game Orb, everybody. If you love us, please show the Game Orb some love because he has been supporting us from the very beginning as a sponsor of TNT. So, he has done so much to help us and, and support us. So if you love us, show him some love too. Please, please, please. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> so with that said, you two ready to talk about some games? There's a oh, lot yeah. of- Let's do it. I'm always ready to talk about here games. for it. <laughs> Even though it's, it is raining. I just want you to know how much I love you both. It is raining and beautiful in Los Angeles right now. It's raining, windy, gray, oh, yeah. cold. And yet instead of out there being out there enjoying it, I'm in here talking about video games with two of my favorite people. So I just want you to know how much it, I love you. If, if you need to go out and just run in the ra- run and play in the rain for a little bit, you can. You can come back and just come yeah, like okay. so, be come here. be soaked all day. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> so there there is there is that option. But all right. Let's go ahead and start this. And man, it stinks that we don't have Brandon here because the first game we have to talk about is uh, released July 9th, Monster Hunter Stories 2, Wings of Ruin. And uh, I have not really had the chance to play this, but Amy did, uh, despite not being a Monster Hunter fan at all. She checked out the demo, 
and immediately fell in love. Like just right, just was totally uh, over the moon for it. Loved its aesthetic, loved the monsters, loves its systems, and is looking forward to playing more of it because well, she got the game for Christmas, so she's very happy for that. Um, and it looks good. I played a little bit of the original. Uh, it's a fun spinoff of Monster Hunter. I just wish Brandon were here because I know he just was absorbed in that game. He yeah. really loved it. And I wish, and, and, and he was here to talk about it during our first take of this. And unfortunately he couldn't make it today. I had the opposite experience of, uh, of Amy, Derek, and I played the demo and I kind of bounced off it. I definitely appreciated, look, look Capcom is, is working miracles with the Switch's hardware in terms of the graphics they push. I don't think anybody pushes great looking games on the Switch other than Nintendo themselves, the way Capcom does. They're really doing some great stuff. Monster Hunter Stories 2 is a great looking game. Um, the character designs are charming, but I just kind of bounced off the gameplay and the story didn't really grab me. So I definitely see that there's an awesome game here. I just don't think it's for me personally. But I I know Brandon, as you said, loved it. Yeah, Brandon's really the one who um, appreciates this uh, for what it is. And I believe did a review on it as well on the channel, didn't he? He did. He did. Yeah, so... Absolutely. If you, it's that's something that if if the style of Monster Hunter, you know, the traditional style doesn't interest you, and you're more of a like traditional, more of a traditional RPG player, definitely give that a look. It looks so charming. I love the art style of of this game. I still haven't gotten myself to play it because, man, this year, <laughs> as we as we know, and we're gonna find out, this whole last half of the year was packed. Oh but god. This is something. One of those games that I really wanted to at least help. Um, Dip, get my toes wet for um, for Monster Hunter series as well. Mm. So it seems like a good in- introduction to Monster Hunter, but I still don't, I don't know if the gameplay is enough to like get you used to the normal gameplay of Monster Hunter. Like I don't know if there'd be many people going from this to traditional. Like I don't see that happening with Amy. I uh, just oh uh, yeah yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, by all accounts, great game sold incredibly well. So it wouldn't surprise me if we eventually saw Stories Three. And just continue this sub story, right. sub series. Like this yeah. is what we're getting now instead of Breath of Fire. That's just it. <laughs> well, unless you count Breath of Fire Six, the mobile game, right? And there's that. that I game. didn't even know that was a thing. That's oof. Yeah, that I, I think because it just came and went very quickly. I don't think it was particularly popular. Again, being a it's a mobile, mobile game, <laughs> non mobile series. Yeah. Oh, that's depressing. But, yeah, it is. Uh, well. Let's go. I, we'd probably be talking about this more, but uh, again, no Brandon. Brandon, we miss you. Come back. We yeah. God has left us. Miss you. Come back, most of God. Uh, uh, but yes, July 16th was our next big release. The Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword HD. And fortunately, we do have Ash here because, Ash, I think you had yes. the most to talk about with this game. You, uh, this, this re-release was kind of a revelation for you. Yeah, it really was. I, I basically replayed the, almost the whole game again. I didn't quite finish it, but I played about 55 hours, which is about the whole game. It's a long game. <laughs> um, and I just kind of shipped away at it over, over the weeks and months. And honestly, it is just, it's been such a, as you said, a revelation reminding me how much I actually, Skyward Sword has aged better than I thought it did. I thought I'd look back on it as maybe my least favorite 3D Zelda, but... I had a much better time rediscovering Skyward Sword in Skyward Sword HD than I did, for example, Twilight Princess HD a few years back. And I think a lot of that has to do with the absolutely pristine presentation. This is a game that was always meant to be on hardware that could push the graphics we're seeing in this version of the game. 
The Wii was a great little console, but it just couldn't deliver the fidelity I think Skyward Sword's art style really needed to shine. And in this port, or in this remake, I should say, or remastering, you've got, you know, 1080p visuals, plus just this buttery smooth 60 FPS performance that really makes the game sing. And I was always a fan of the game's motion controls back on the Wii. I'm still a fan of the motion controls here on Switch. And, you know, the, the same things that were already really good about Skyward Sword, like the story, the soundtrack, the characters, they're all still really good now, uh, you know, a decade later. And so this is a game that has kind of, uh, my, my opinion, what I thought was my opinion of it has really improved having replayed this remaster. And I think it's aged surprisingly well. There are some world design issues for sure, and it can be crushingly linear. Um, it, and I don't mind that personally, but I can see why it's not necessarily what people want. And I think it goes a little bit too far, uh, you know, on that end of things. The segmented world design still kind of sucks, but man, I've really had a good time revisiting the game. And my belief that the Ancient Cistern is one of the best Zelda dungeons of all time mm-hmm. has thankfully held up. That dungeon is still so good, man. One of the very best it's- ever. It's really good. After your Zelda um, dungeon design. It really is. But, uh, Daniel, you were playing it too, right? Um, No, actually. Yeah, you weren't. I thought yeah. you were for some reason. So Daniel actually, and I had the it. same experience. So I'm going to yeah. let Daniel talk for this one. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so, yeah, as um, we were discussing last time before, unfortunately, we got cut off from the discussion. Uh, this is a game that I looked at, and um, I was observing people, you know, playing it, observing the reviews and everything, and I decided that, I don't really need to revisit Skyward Sword. Um, I I love the version. I I know this game is very divisive, especially during the Wii era, but I enjoyed the Wii Motion Plus for what it gave us in this game. I enjoyed the the game for what it already had given us back then. And um, if it was a game that maybe introduced more to it, if it included something extra like the way that Bowser's Fury was introduced to Mario 3D World, I might have probably given it an extra chance. But um, I'm, I'm glad to see that everybody was able to enjoy this game with the uh, the quality of life features. Like, the, yeah, as you mentioned, the 60 FPS, the HD visuals, which really helped the art style pop a lot better than it could on the Wii. But also, you know, the things where you pick up the item and it doesn't tell you every single time what they are, how fi- you just finally chilled out and doesn't talk to you about your batteries every 20 minutes. Um, things like that. I'm really glad that people who are just either reintroducing themselves and maybe not have maybe didn't have the best experience the first time on the Wii or people that haven't even played this game before have this uh, much better version to play. But um, personally, I just felt like I didn't need that experience again. I, I, I love this game sure. for what it is, and I, I just, I, I, I'm I glad it exists for there for people to play again. But but yeah, I, I think Derek has a similar experience as well. Yeah, I mean, I, I love Skyward Sword from the first time I played it. I dug the motion controls. I 100 percented that game, and I don't do that with Zelda too often. I've I, I've right. never 100 percented Wind Waker, never 100 percented Twilight Princess, Ocarina of Time. Like I didn't bother with all the gold controls, but for whatever reason, I did everything I could <laughs> in Skyward Sword. And it might, might not might not be my favorite Zelda of all time, but it is absolutely in my top five. But for whatever reason. I don't know. I just didn't feel the need to pick up the game. There's so much else coming out, so much to look forward to this month alone that I knew I didn't have time. (laughs) I didn't, I couldn't get to it. I still have such good memories. Uh, Yeah. I just didn't feel the need to pick it up. Um, Sure. I want to eventually, because I think that's well Uh worth having in my collection. We got the, the Zelda Amiibo, um, but that's about it. So eventually. One of the best Zeldas. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I don't have that amiibo. I yeah, 
I, uh, I, I thought about getting it and I, I wanted to, but I just never really sat down to actually order it. And I have enough Amiibo already, so yeah. it's all good. But, I, you know, to be fair, the, the, the same things that's, you know, that I thought sucked about the game still suck about it now. You know, there's too much backtracking. The second act is bloated for sure. There's mm-hmm. too much backtracking, some major pacing issues, but I got to say, I really do think the game does a lot more right than it does wrong. And oh, yeah. uh, Adam Davis, YT, makes an interesting point in our live audience patron chat talking about the lack of left-handed mode, which they see as an accessibility issue. And I certainly hear what you're saying, and I hate that they made Link right-handed for this game. But I have to say, as a fellow left-handed person, it hasn't posed a problem for me ever, either in the original version or here on the Switch. So that doesn't mean that it shouldn't pose a problem for other left-handed people, but it's an interesting point that you bring up because... As a fellow lefty, I you know I don't like it, but I it hasn't stopped me from playing the game and enjoying it. So mm. just a little interesting point there. But what, I do miss Link being left-handed. Yeah, that was nice. Yeah. Uh, I, I one other thing I do want to mention before uh, we move on, I do like like Daniel was talking about like some extra thing, kind of like Bowser's Fury for Skyward Sword to add in, and. Uh, gold member uh, MPB in the YouTube chat said, imagine a Zelda centric story for the remaster, maybe like the Peach Interlude and Paper Mario. And that would be cool. Like each time oh, after you finish like a really dungeon cool. or do something, have a section where you play as Impa protecting oh, Zelda and guiding her through the temple. Wish. That would oh, be cool. That would have been perfect. Wouldn't that, that, that so just cool. expand a little bit, get some more of the goddess lore or something like that. But oh, that'd be man. really cool. That would have been awesome. Make it, um, be silly and turn note, it into like a Link's crossbow training sequel and just shoot at things. Whatever. <laughs> Who cares? Just no, no. If I'm gonna play as Impa, I don't want to just shoot things. I want to, you know, I want to play as her. No, we got all the for cool ninja. The, yeah, Shinobi. the ninja shurikens. Yeah, that's true. From, the shuriken. That's yeah. true. <laughs> yeah. Um, the one thing I should mention before we move on is the fact that it did get some really nice quality of life updates. Uh, Fi is so much less intrusive yeah, now. Danielle was you basically Danielle. only have to Daniel. Really <laughs> Sorry, my sister's Danielle. So oh, <laughs> it's all good. Uh, Daniel <laughs> did mention um, that the UI I think is a big other big thing. Is that the UI, UI like is no longer ugly the UI and no longer do you have to mash through item descriptions every time you load up your save file? They yeah. fixed that bug. So yeah. yeah, definitely some nice quality of life stuff. The sky is still kind of a, a poor, you know, like a poor man's great sea, but I've, I've, I've enjoyed playing the game. I have. Yeah. And uh, it's it's nice to have kind of gotten a new lease on it. Absolutely. Uh, real quick before we get to the next, I'd say, big, big-ish game, I do want to bring special mention to July 20th. We didn't talk about this the first time, um, but I, I think it's worth mentioning. Two interesting uh, indie games came out. We don't have to talk about it a lot because I don't think either, any of us played them, but Chris Tales and Death's Door. And I did play the demo to Chris Tales, and I love the gimmick of it, where you have a, a screen in, like, imagine Same. my screen just in triangles, and this this part is the past, this part is the present, this part is the future, and you can manipulate things. So you see an NPC that's a child in this one, not here in this one, and an adult in this one. It's really cool, and I want to check out the full, full version, but I just haven't had a chance yet. And I've heard a lot of people talking about how Death's Door is a great Zelda-like game, so... Interesting. I haven't played either one. Um, I don't think I've heard of Death's Door, but I've heard of Chris Tales, and it's something that has been on my list to check out because mm-hmm. I like like so many other people. I saw the trailers and I saw the aesthetic they were going for, and I'm like, this is so cool. Mm-hmm. But you know, like Daniel was saying earlier, just for me, that was one of those games that you know fell through the cracks in a year for me that I feel like I've had less free gaming time than ever before. So it's just kind of fell through the cracks for me. But it's something I'd still at least like to check out the demo of, and it's I kind of have it on my mind. Yeah, 
Yeah, I've also played the uh, the demo of Chris Tales, and I was really surprised at the production value of that game. It looks gorgeous. There's it's basically full voice acting for at least for major cutscenes, oh, wow. and then just the fact that you have yeah, as you mentioned, they had to create three different worlds because you have to see this world in the past, the present, and the future. It's that's really so impressive cool. what they were able to do and have like like big budget name voice actors on board for that. So that's certainly something I want to get into as well. Combat, I was surprised by combat. I think it has some um some uh, uh not references it has like it reminds me of paper mario a bit because there's that reaction commands as well right i was like i didn't expect oh, that right. in this game that was really interesting there's a lot to like I, I i saw some reviews that are a little middling but it's it's just unique enough that i still want to check it out despite that because i think it's one of those that yeah. might be just you need to play it and uh hey and i can't see what you think i can't say for sure but i have a feeling that if you strike a tree or some other object in the environment in chris Tales, the game probably won't crash on you so it has that over paper mario that is true that is true. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, don't remind me. Two things I do want to uh, mention is uh, Nerd Consultant mentioning, don't forget, Ender Lilies uh, also came out on the 20, uh, also came out. And uh, I I don't know much about that one. It's on my list of Metroidvanias to cover for an upcoming series I'm working on. Um, but uh, I've, I've been making sure to note on those. And then uh, Juan Delgado uh, also mentioning that Chris Tales is currently half off as part of this sale. Oh, uh, nice! Sale going on right now. Thanks so for the, the heads up, one. It's good to know. Thank you. Yeah. Next, yeah. the next game is one I don't think we have a lot to talk about because I certainly didn't play it. Um, Pokemon Unite, July twenty first. Yeah, yeah, it's a MOBA. I don't. <laughs> it's really a it's a MOBA. That MOBAs. was. Yeah, I'm sorry. I just Pokemon isn't enough to make me care. I just I I know that it caught on for a while and and some people got really into it, but. It's, this one just passed me by. I just don't MOBAs. Just when I look at a MOBA and I see the gameplay happening, my eyes just gloss over. It's not because they're bad games. It's just because I just it doesn't engage me in a way that makes me want to pay attention. Just not for me, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I, I had a lot of friends who got into it at first. I didn't really jump in because it just kind of seemed like yeah, a MOBA to me. But um, I, a lot of people still have fun with it, and that's good for good on them. But it's not really my my style of game, even if with the Pokemon skin over it. Yeah, yeah, right. So I, I just, Agreed. I thought about checking it out because it was free, but it just, I passed me by, and I just, I realized <laughs> I don't care, <laughs> so I just skipped yeah. it. Now, yeah. a game I uh, definitely cared about, uh, July twenty oh seventh, the Great Ace Attorney Chronicles, and Woo! man, for a while. that was a, that was a, that's a good game. I'm so glad it was such a shock that we got this in the first place fully translated finally uh, because it is so difficult compared to like, you know, the original trilogy held, well, even really probably most of the games uh, in the original set in the original Canon hide the fact that they take place in Japan. (laughs) So this is always a tricky one to cover, but man, they handled it so well. Uh, It's definitely one of the best, um, Ace Attorney, some of the best Ace Attorney games out there. They are do feel like one big game though, because there's a lot of cliffhangers in the part one, and a lot of part two, uh, because it's picking up from part one, is like covering, like answering those questions. So they're not really individual games right. like the original trilogy, with a few elements that carry through. No, this is definitely its own. Like they need to be played together, but they are long. <laughs> they are very long. Yes, they are. I mean, we've been playing it. To, my wife and I have been playing it together, as probably everyone listening knows at this point. And 
we've left it on a couple of times for sure but but we're probably our game counter is at like 35 hours on my switch and we're in the final case now and you could say we probably left it on a few hours for whatever reason over all that time so maybe closer to like 30 hours but still it's a pretty long game and and, uh, Derek, you'll be happy to know and two's longer geez um, you will be happy to know, though, that one of the best parts of my holiday season has been finally being able to sit down with my wife and make a little more progress. And we are now at part two of the of the trial of the last case Ooh. in Great Ace Attorney it's 1. getting good, isn't and, it? And uh, it's really good. I have no idea how it all comes together yet, but I love this game. I love Ace Attorney in general. Uh, we're both having the best time with this game. And there's a really cool gimmick in in the fifth case specifically that could present itself as an accessibility issue. Um, well, and I definitely the, recognize that, but the, the thing is, it doesn't apply to me. And I thought it was kind of cool. I, I know they, exactly what you're talking about. The cross-eyed thing. Yeah. Uh, they oh, have I the, didn't want to spoil it, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I don't think that's a huge moment because it's, because here's the thing. Fair enough. It, it's, there's two parts of that. One, they do solve the accessibility because when you really need it, do they? they highlight what you need. Oh, okay. That's good. I didn't know so, that. Good to know. There cool. is that. Because I tried for a long time to cross my eyes to see oh, really? this, and I couldn't do it. Because, But then I realized oh, okay. why it's the whole cross-eyed thing. Um, it's uh, a lot easier if you had access to the 3D that this, since this game was on the 3DS. Right. This stuff would totally right. stand out a lot more. And yeah. um, well, I was actually able to see it though. I was, I'm able to cross my eyes it. like that. And, and so it, it actually popped out to me the way it was supposed to. I'm like, this is so cool that they did this. It's such a good game, man. The characters are so good. The writing's great. Mm-hmm. I just, I love it. And, and I can't wait to see you get, where this you get some amazing images during the cross eye moments, like of the characters. Oh, oh yeah. I, when they cross their eye. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a little, it's, it's a little off putting though. It's a little bit like, Oh no, I love Uncanny Valley. A little bit, but, but in I still a funny love way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah it, it, I'm, I'm glad you're sticking with it. You're in for a ride when you get to the second game. Um, oh, I can't wait. I have no idea where this is going. I it, have theories. It is I, a, yeah. it is a major highlight for me. I'm so happy we got this. Now we just need four through six on switch as well as investigations one and yes, two. Yes, I would prefer investigations one and two first because they, uh, investigations two has never been localized just like Grace attorney. So if we can get that as well. And we have every ACE attorney game available in English in some shape or form, that would be amazing. Right. So we'll see how it all goes. I totally agree. I want all of them. I mean, like, like I said, my wife and I have been waiting. We tried to play Apollo Justice on, on my 3DS, and it just wasn't the same. We're cramped. We're trying to look at this tiny screen together. We're waiting for 4, 5, and 6 to come to a TV-friendly format to properly play together. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, I haven't I, – this is this is not a game I've played because uh, – Yeah. Well, I, I played the original trilogy for Ace Attorney, but um, – as far as what the presentation is and all the hype talking of people talking about this game, I really want to get into it eventually. I didn't get into this game because there was a certain other game that came out on the exact same day. And I was, was going to lob right. that over to you because you know, Daniel had a choice, and a lot of us had a choice. Ace Attorney I, or Neo, The World Ends With You. And Daniel, we got cut off at this point last time. Yes. You have the floor. <laughs> so I think... Um, because of certain reasons with with certain people here, uh, I was the only one that was actually playing and chose the way of Neo. The world ends with you. Um, this is a game that I, a lot of us have been waiting over a decade for because we really love the original that came out on the original DS, and um, 
just the fact that we got this is amazing to me. It would have been nice if Square had advertised it a little bit better so that they wouldn't be, you know, disappointed of sales and all that. But the fact that we still have it is still incredible to me. And, man, this is probably one of my top games of this year. Um, if for those, It's really a game that you can, you can jump into it if you haven't played the original, but it really does uh, give a lot of fan service for those that have played the original. I remember in previews and uh, trailers they, of what they showed you, um it, it they made it seem like if you don't know the original it's fine you can just kind of get away get away with what they teach you within the game the more you go through the game especially towards the end you kind of want to play the first game because it will definitely reference things that i don't want to spoil for anybody but it's really good and really satisfying to see when you've uh gone through both but man the music of this game exactly what you expect from the first game um just a lot of earworms that get stuck in your head and songs that that really carry throughout the entire game, that are constantly played, too, throughout battles or just cutscenes. Uh, the characters are wonderful. Rindo, I think, is a pretty good protagonist, all things considered. I think complemented very well with his best friend, Fred. They bounce off they, each other really well. They do bounce. I, from the little bit I played, they bounce off each other really well because I, I guess I'll tell this story again because <sighs> I wanted this game. I was so set to review this game, and then Square just stabbed me in the heart and the back and everywhere. <laughs> right. Because the whole mess where well is it square or nintendo i think i, I, I guess it was nintendo but it was through call. the square enix yeah. store but basically there was some sort mm-hmm. of glitch exploit whatever you want to call it where if you pre-ordered the physical version of the other world ends with you off the square enix store you would get uh a, you were supposed to get a code for like something else but the code was actually for a the digital version of the world neo the world ends with you and you could play it right away a week early well, I wasn't, we don't really have much of it in the way of square contacts. I was like, okay, perfect. This is a way for me to not have it ready for the release, but, you know, sooner afterwards than I would otherwise, because I've heard this game is like 60 to 80 hours, or it's pretty long, right, Daniel? Oh, yeah. It's, it's a pretty beefy game. Which is weird, because the first game was like maybe 30. Like this... That might be that might be one of the complaints I have about this game, is that, um, as you've seen in, you might see in, in trailers, now. Rindo has the ability to... Uh, uh, do time travel mm-hmm. and um, while it's a cool concept I feel like there are some points where that kind of drags on a bit too much and you're just hopping everywhere and it's really kind of just extending these days a lot more than you need to yeah. that's one of the criticism I have about this game but yeah it definitely does add on to the hours for this game compared to the original yeah I I, I basically yeah I saw heard that so it's like I need this time uh, yeah. So I got it, started playing this it, is... was having fun, and then Nintendo was like, whoops, we made a mistake, and we're revoking it. And that's a scary thing to be be like, hey, you're not supposed to have this. We can like totally take away your ability to play this game, even though you've bought it. Yeah, it's chilling, isn't it? Yeah, it's like, yeah, you know, that's it's, a it's little a weird. So yeah, man. I, uh, I played the demo on PS5, and I loved it. It's just mm-hmm. I, I, ne- I didn't have time to play the full game. And I kind of want to wait anyway because I never finished the original The World Ends With You back in the DS. I, I really love the story and the music and the aesthetics, mm-hmm. the character designs, but I kind of bounced off the battle system. And so I feel like I just need to give the original another go and switch handheld mode, play that, and then come to Neo. Because I, as you said, Daniel, I know there's more fan service for people who have played the original. And I, I like to play a, se- a series in proper sequence. Even if you don't have to, I prefer to. So yeah. this is a game I want to wait on. But I have to say, I did play the demo, and I really liked it. Really liked it. And as you said, the soundtrack is oh, fire. Yeah. 
I, oh, God, I really, so really good. want to play these games. I was I was yeah. just getting into the time travel gimmick when I was I lost my access and then I was like lost my chance, so I switched over to Ace Attorney. I see. Right. Yeah. Right. And then I was the lone uh, I, Neo supporter on the crew. <laughs> but yeah, there, I just there's... feel as though oh go ahead. Oh, just um, there's probably a little bit more I want to go into detail when we have our game of the year discussion because that'll probably pop up in there. But a lot uh, of but yeah, overall, it's their game of the year because of, they just enjoyed it that much. So yeah, overall, I highly recommend this, and it sounds like the greatest attorney as well. Uh, both games, if you if you had to choose one over the other during that day, please try the other one because they both sound like amazing times. Yeah. yeah well, and I just feel like Square Enix, this game deserved better. I feel like Square oh, yeah. said this game did die. They they promoted freaking Balan Wonderworld more than they did more Neo than the this game. Yeah. Like what what messed up timeline do we live in that that is the case? It's it's just like Neo. I mean, they could have. I mean, there and... was those comparisons when it came out. It's like, oh, it's like Square Enix's Persona Five. Lean into that. Yeah, they're wrong, but lean yeah. into yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> get people talking about um, it. Also, Juan says, uh, shout out to Breaking Free, a rocking song that kind of is a message about overcoming depression. I love to hear that. Oh, That's just one more yeah. reason for me to, to, to play this game. Soundtrack, man. Soundtrack is so really, good. Really good variety yeah. of songs and a lot of remixes from the first game. So there's something for everyone in this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, one final game we got this month uh, that I think we want to all want to talk about, or at least Ash wants to talk about. Oh, July yeah. 29th, Blaster Master Zero Three. Now, I got this game. I have not had time to play it. I want to because I love the first two, but Ash, is it the best of the trilogy? I'll ask that now. Um, it there's there's arguments to be made for it being the best. I think personally my favorite is still Zero Two, but I I love Zero Three a lot. And it is such a good, a great conclusion to the trilogy. Like it's one of those rare trilogies that actually feels like it wraps up properly. That and and there's like there's sequel bait, but not in like a like there there are ways they can take the story going forward but you also feel satisfied that they wrapped up the current trilogy and it's done in such a beautiful way and the game is just so damn good the gameplay is on point the soundtrack of course is great into creates always nails it on the music it's just it's it's great if you love zero one and zero two you're gonna have a great time in zero three and i really do if you have any interest in this series at all play them in in sequential order because the stories really do depend on one another and it is one giant story as opposed to three i might have to replay the first stories. two before i go, go into three because it's been a little while <laughs> maybe that or at least like watch the good endings of one and two That's but it. man zero three is such a good game and don't worry about mouse x there was no way i was gonna leave this game out because we did a discussion <laughs> on it um earlier this year too and i really really enjoyed this game i love into creates his output in general um, so yeah, not too much to say about it, especially not in the story end because I don't want to spoil anything, but it's a really great cap off to a really great trilogy. And if you like one and two, you're going to love three, uh, really quick. I do also want to give a quick, super quick shout out to the ascent that also came out on the 29th, uh, full disclosure. I worked on PR for this game, so I'm, I'm certainly, uh, biased here, but neon giant did some incredible stuff with the visuals in the ascent and i just wanted to give a quick shout out to just the visual splendor in the ascent because it really is was such a gorgeous game again i did pr on it but i i was exposed to it a lot working on the game and it was just wow the neon the people at neon giant did an amazing job with the graphics so just wanted to give that a quick quick indie shout out alongside blaster master zero three perfect um yeah 
Nice. Oh man, uh, we're only through July so far. Yeah, we're, we made it through July. <laughs> Congratulations, we're we're a sixth of the way done. <laughs> uh, that said, we did get a few super chats in the meantime, so let's finally cover those. And as we'll just be covering it in between months, as we did before, uh, did before, uh, just to keep things moving. First up, Jared Helder with five Canadian dollars. Thank you so much. Saying Merry Christmas, guys. I bought a used Series S on Christmas Day. Never had a PS4 or Xbox One, so I'm overwhelmed with new games. Backlog be damned. Sounds like a fun problem nice. to have. Take a few days yes, off and enjoy. Yeah, very good problem to have. Yeah, and Merry <laughs> yeah, Christmas. Yeah. Our, uh, our super kind community member, Becca, lent me her spare Xbox Series S uh, over the holidays for me to get some time in with like Forza and Halo for our Game of the Year discussions. And seriously, the Series S is such an amazing console, with especially with Game Pass Ultimate. It's great. So have a great. I know exactly how you're feeling. Have a wonderful time. Nice. Next up is Thomas Nerds out with a ten dollars super chat. Thank you so much. Saying since we're on the topic of Zelda, I wanted to draw attention to Zeldathon Ascent, a charity marathon playing the entirety of the Zelda series mm. whilst raising money for St. Jude. Every bit helps. That is amazing. That's a lot That's of Zelda. Awesome. Thank you. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you for letting us know about that. Yeah. Certainly definitely every, check yeah. out Zeldathon Ascent. That is awesome. Uh, Static Shock 42 with a $5 super chat. Thank you so much saying, I'm just upset the Greatest Attorney Chronicles came out the same day as Neo The World Ends With You. Yes. I yeah, feel that. that. <laughs> it yeah. sucked. Uh, uh, Sonic and Mega Man 531 uh, with a $2 super chat. Thank you so much saying, Raiden from Metal Gear versus Genji from Overwatch. You choose Raiden. Raiden. I don't know enough yeah, about Genji it, from it, Raiden. I, but Raiden. Genji is just typical ninja type thing, sort of normal. If you play Metal Gear Rising, uh, he does some ridiculous things. Even in Metal Gear Solid 4, he does ridiculous things. <laughs> he really things. does. <laughs> I'm sorry. Genji Nano stands Machine no Sun. chance. Yeah, Nano yeah. Machine Sun. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, Static Shock 42 back with a $5 super chat. Thank you so much saying, I'm mad that Square Enix promoted Balan Wonderworld oh. more than Neo The World Ends With You. That's what Fine. I said. Yeah, yeah totally do this. Static Shock. so dumb. Yeah. I don't understand. Really, really sad. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, ugh. Also, by the way, I want you to know I, I didn't see your super chat and then just steal your idea. I'm only now seeing this, but thank you for the super chat. <laughs> Ash stealing ideas left and right. How dare yeah, you? Right. Uh, Vedron Hotek, thank you very much for the $10 super chat. Also, love the profile pic. Always a big fan of slime. Says, hey, guys, awesome. hope you had a good <laughs> holiday. If you celebrated, was wondering if I could get a shout out for my 25th birthday tomorrow. Keep on doing what you guys do best and all the best for next year. We still have our December birthdays going on. Happy birthday to you, yeah. Vedron. Yeah. Hell that yeah. Happy awesome. birthday, Vedron. Happy birthday. Yeah. Hell yeah. Hope you have a great time. And, uh, you know, thank you for spending your pre-birthday day with us here at TNT and we love Absolutely. you man. Birthday we, Eve. We, you're just Heck yeah. Yeah, your birthday Eve. No, you're you've been such a long time wonderful member of our community. We love you and happy happy birthday. Absolutely. Well, let's say we get to August, which doesn't have as many releases this time. So, it's a little bit of a breather. Uh but I'm I'm curious cuz the first game I'm seeing of note that as brand new to release, I should say, um on August 11th, Axiom Verge 2. Now, Ash, you were really excited for this one. Have you gotten a chance to play it? No, I it just it came out. Of, I just oh, no. again, it, it mm. was I fell victim to my lack of time. And this is a game mm. I wanted to play, but got a little bit less like I have to play it right now when I when I heard the reviews coming in and I, I heard oh. some, about some pacing issues and, and particularly combat that combat doesn't feel quite as fun in this game that as it does in the first but there are other reviews that said, hey, no, this game is still great. If you loved Axiom Verge 1, you're going to love 2. But I can't personally weigh in on it yet myself because I haven't played it. But it is on my list 
you know, it's a Metroidvania game. Derek, you and I both love, you know, we all love that series here mm-hmm. on this panel or love that genre here on this panel. So it is uh, a high priority for me, but it's just not one I've quite had the chance to get to yet. But I love the first game. Love the first game. Yep. I, I'll check it out eventually. That in the first game. It's, yeah. on, it's on my radar. <laughs> yeah. Again, I have a series de- uh, coming up devoted to that and uh, hoping, hoping to get that off the ground uh, very soon in January. Like very early. Yeah, on and, and if, if if anybody in our YouTube or uh, patron chats has played uh, Axie Verse Two, I'd love to hear your thoughts because I don't personally know anybody who did play it, and I'd be curious oh, wow. to know. So mm. yeah, hmm. interesting. Yeah. Uh, the next notable game I'm seeing in August is August nineteenth, and I don't think any of us actually played it, but might as well bring it up. Twelve minutes. <laughs> I only know about the thing from 12 yeah. minutes. I, don't I, know. I looked up the spoiler for yeah. 12 minutes and what the thing is. And yeah. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Oof. That's a big oof for me. How I did mean, they get that acting is key. trio yeah. for this? My God. Yeah. Context is key, I guess. So I don't want to like judge the thing without proper context, I guess. But on the face of it, it sounds really gross and. I don't know. It's not something I feel like I need to go out of my way to play anytime soon. <laughs> yeah, there's some very mixed feelings about this game. I, I observed a, a fair bit of it on the side of working on some things, and uh, I, I, part of it just kind of makes me uncomfortable. Because, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. this main yeah. character, he's self-aware that he's reliving these 12 minutes over and over again. If he dies, he, like, bursts through the door and, like, oh, my God. And he's, like, he still feels whatever he died from, like, the stab wound or whatever. And he's, like, oh, okay, oh, okay. And then he just has to try and slowly figure out. I, I think the concept is fine. Like, you're slowly yeah. trying to figure out and work your way through um, a little bit at a time, getting a little further as far as how to how to un- unweave this mystery. But, yeah, there's some things about it that just don't 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 rub us the right way, we'll say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, but... and Helen Hey, it's Dingo in our patron chat says, it's just as bad in context, which... Hey, if you play the game yeah. in context, I'm not going to argue. I didn't with get you, that so. far. I hadn't seen yeah. that far, yeah. but I don't think I want to. <laughs> Spicy, the gingerbread, gingerbread panda otter, or panda otter, excuse me, says the police are here to arrest this game. They'll be here in 12, 12 oh, minutes. God. I like it. Yeah, for someone. once, it's not the high police. It is the actual police coming to arrest 12 minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, next game <laughs> that came out is uh, all about much better vibes. Uh, God, I wish I had a chance to play it. August 25th, oh. Psychonauts 2. Oh. This is one of my biggest regrets of this I, year that I didn't get to play this I game. loved I've, I've, yeah. the original. It was so good. I've even played on the inferior hardware of PS2 and I still enjoyed it. <laughs> and man, I can't wait for eventually getting to Psychonauts 2. I'm playing through the first game right now on Becca's Xbox Series S that I mentioned. And I oh, nice. this is my first time playing really? Psychonauts 1. You and never yeah, played the original? I never got... Well, I never had an original Xbox. One of the very few consoles I it, never it owned. It came out on the PlayStation 2 as well. That's how I played it. Oh, that's true. And I never played it on PS2. Whatever oh, reason, man. It just passed me by. I've always heard great things. And so I'm playing it now, and I get it. Yeah. I see why this game just stuck with so many people and why it's so beloved. It's really charming. And, you know, you can tell that it comes from the era it released in, but it doesn't It doesn't matter. It's still... Mm-hmm. A, a nice looking game visually pleasing it's got so much character and charm and you know if if psychonauts 2 is everything the first game did but just bigger and better and more beautiful i can see why everyone loves it so much i just need to get to it and like i said i'm a big fan of playing a series in proper sequence i could have just gone to two but i felt like i would be missing something you yeah, probably the, uh... would 
the overall dive and the overall messages and like dive into the psychological, you know, everything that that the the human brain goes through at times. Very fascinating and, and just it's just a wholesome game, honestly. It's it's just <laughs> and just the that's art style reminds the art style reminds me of like old cartoons I used to watch, and that just always makes me feel good. Yeah. Nice. It's, it's um, just yeah. charming. It's just charming. Spicy asks if I'm going to go for completion in Psychonauts 1. Should I? Tell me if I should because I in, in platformers I usually do. Is. But if it's like too much of a slog and, and I don't you think, think I shouldn't bother, then, then tell me. I don't remember it being a slog, but I don't remember what you get for it. Right. So. But no, I'm really enjoying the game and I'm looking forward to properly playing. That is a huge priority for me to play Psychonauts 2. As soon as I finish the first game, I I've heard so many amazing things about it, and for me to miss out on a on a big 3D platformer or any platformer is like a huge knife in the heart moment for me. Like this is one of my biggest regrets of 2021, straight up. Yeah, I'd agree with that. For sure. Uh, the next game is man, it's, it's sucks that we don't have Steve here because August yeah. 27th, No More Heroes three. Uh, yeah, I wish he was here to talk about this. That hurts. He's, he's the one to talk about this because I love, I love yeah. No More Heroes. I played the first and second game. I played through most of Travis Strikes again. Didn't get to No More Heroes 3, but it's something I, I definitely feel like I, I really want to. I, <laughs> I owe this to this game. I made a freaking graphic for Suda51 this year and I haven't played his game. I'm <laughs> right. sorry, How Suda. I'm going to get to, I'm going to get to it. <laughs> but man, yeah, it, it looks as crazy and insane as the rest of the series does, and it's just it's just a roller coaster ride from what I've heard from Steve. And man, I want to play this game soon. Yeah, I've... he <clears throat> he played a little bit of it uh, with me, or at least in front of me when he was here visiting me a few months ago uh, during the review period, and it just it looked like more of what you would want from No More Heroes. And from, you know, for what it's worth, I remember kind of what he told me about it, which is that he liked it, but that he thought it had some pacing issues. There were, there were some stuff that he didn't think landed that well, but overall, I think he really enjoyed it. And he mm -hmm. did, of course, review it. So, you know, you can check mm -hmm. out his review. Um, yeah. But yeah, if he was here, he could talk way more about it than we can. But yeah, I, this is another series that I feel maybe deserves a little bit better than it often gets. But to be fair, Nintendo did promote it. But, you know, like yeah. certainly more than Square ever promoted Neo. Yeah, I, I think it did reasonably well. I don't know for sure, but I feel like I saw it on the top of the eShop quite a few times. So <clears throat> I think it did all right. Mm -hmm. I also see it That's in good. a lot. I see a lot in YouTube chat right now, so I'll just say it and get it out of the way. Moe. <laughs> Moe. Nice. Moe. <laughs> I love it. But yeah, this uh, is just another I, one of those games that I need to get to. But I but yeah. I never finished No More Heroes 2. So I feel like I'm I the same way. It. I don't think I even started yeah. No More Heroes 2. I have mm -hmm. it. I just never got to it. So it'd be a good one to marathon right. through because they're not long games. So no, Not at all. Yeah. Go through, through all those. Really Travis Strikes Again. Get a whole saga going off. So mm -hmm. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I what real quick because I know none of us played it. But I do want to give it a shout out because I've heard good things. Uh, Tormented Souls also came out on December, uh, December, August 27th. And I don't think any of us really saw much about it, but it's a, it's a classic survival horror game in the vein of, oh. uh, old school Resident Evils. So you missed that sort of That's style. Cool. I heard good things. Check it out. So, yeah, yeah. I, I haven't heard of it, but that's cool that it's like, it's, it's specifically designed in the style of like classic Resident Evil. That's neat. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And that's August. 
we did get one more super chat in between uh, the, during that time. Once again, from Static Shock Forty Two. Uh, with a $5 super chat saying random questions, uh, but I got a super smash brothers edition 3ds XL for Christmas. What games would you recommend for it? And chat has done a lot <laughs> of uh, yeah. heavy lifting there. They, a lot of the stuff I've seen them recommend. Yeah, those are good. Like 3ds has a lot of yeah. great games on it. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think chat has pre- pretty much covered everything we would have, but I'll echo kid Icarus uprising, Bravely Second, actually Bravely Default and Bravely Second, and yeah, Kid Icarus Uprising, all amazing games. All great. Mm-hmm. If you haven't gotten to Fire Emblem and you're curious in entering the Fire Emblem series, Awakening is a very good place oh, to start. Cool. And there's two other Fire Emblem games on yeah. there, or uh, more uh, if you count Fates. But uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, after Awakening, I would recommend um, uh, Shadows, Shadows of Valentia. Shadows, yeah, Shadows of Valentia. Oh yeah. Uh, also, the Kirby games, uh, Planet oh, Robot yeah. and Triple Deluxe, are both phenomenal. So many good games. Yeah. Search Man yeah. DS, Dragon Quest VIII, Dragon Quest Seven. <laughs> oh God, play Dragon Quest VIII right. for sure, please. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like there's, yeah. there's, there's, some... there's so much on 3DS. It's worth playing. Oh yeah, there's great, great stuff. Um, I guess on kind of a related note, Dark Ride King five fifty five has a question for us in in YouTube chat, asking, "Is Switch OLED worth it if I only play handheld?" And I'd say I would it's the most worth it is, for that. It's primarily worth it if you only play handheld. Yeah. yeah, I think most people would say that's probably the 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 primary target for the Switch OLED is people who mostly play on handhelds. So I think you're pretty much the prime audience for the Switch OLED, man. Yeah, I'd say so. Mm. Yeah. Um, looking through, let's go ahead and move on to September. And looking through, uh, I'd say the next, the first big game that came out. Uh, is September 7th, uh, Sonic Colors Ultimate. Oh, boy. Right. Uh, yeah. Then I've heard it's gotten better, that, but yeah. my God, it sucks that it's... They screwed up the, they, the landing. Uh, the the launch. This is kind launch, of a game yeah. that I'm glad I waited to play because mm-hmm. I, I got it at launch uh, for PS4. Because, you know, I, Sonic Colors is a game I want to play on the on the most powerful, you know, console I can visually just because there's so much visual splendor there. And I've already played it, and, you know, I already played it on Wii, so I wanted, to, like, the best graphical experience possible. And I had a good time, but I just... I, I kind of got distracted by other things I was playing, but I've since found out, like, they've they've patched the game several times now to fix some of the, you know, many well-documented bugs this game had when it first came out. And they've also added some cool quality-of-life features, like the ability to... I think they've... Uh, one of my complaints about it was the sound mixing was off. The sound effects were way too loud, overpowering the music, and I wanted to hear all those cool new remixes. So I think they've now... They've rebalanced the sound mixing. Um, you know, for some reason, you couldn't turn down the sound effects, which is, like, a common feature. It's really weird. Um, and, you know, they like I said, they fixed some of the bugs and... They've now added the ability, I think, to switch between the remix and the original soundtracks, mm-hmm. which is really yep. cool. So mm-hmm. this is a game that I'm really glad I've waited to play. It's something I'm going to go back to soon and just blast through it. And uh, But I got to say, I didn't personally experience any of those really nasty glitches that people were talking about at launch. And what little I played of it so far, it's Sonic Colors, but prettier and, and with a new coat of paint. It, it seems pretty good to me. Yeah, I think it helps that they've done so much to patch it and help it because at the time of release, who boy, <laughs> it's a little oh, God, that was a little yeah. rough. That was the news was just how incredibly like wildly glitchy some of the the screenshots of people videos that people were getting from it mm-hmm. to the point where it, it was nearly like epileptic and it was really bad for a first impression for this game. But I'm glad they fixed a lot of that 
at this point and it seems like a much better game to, to an experience now yeah I'd, I'd say it's a bit more worth yeah. it at this point uh maybe worth checking out uh hopefully mm-hmm. somebody like takes a look at it after all the uh updates and it gives it a reevaluation at that point yeah so. and i mean and I'm, I'm glad they they brought it back at all though like i'm glad they gave this game you know mm-hmm. like no they brought this game to new audiences because sonic colors alongside a game like sonic generations is one of those games that you know to a lot of people including myself proves that sonic team can get it right 3d sonic games can be good sonic colors is a good i would say great game mm-hmm. but you know some people tend to forget that sometimes when you get drivel like sonic forces but no Sonic Team can do it. They can get the job done, and Colors is proof of that. Next step, Remaster Generations. Come on. I know it's one of the FPS boost games on Xbox, and that's really yep. cool. I'm looking forward to playing it that way. But just remaster it. Just do Sonic Generations Remastered. Let's just get get it get it done. That'd be, that'd be nice. Add in some more levels, too. Why not? Please. <laughs> one, more, yeah. one more level for each era. Down. Oh, hell. Oh, man. You're, ta- you're speaking my you'll language, kick, man. You'll kick Casino Night Act 2 and like it. <laughs> oh, and Better than it being a pinball Mike. game. <laughs> I oh, hope. God. Just pinball. And Chip Damage Mike, after my own heart, saying Remaster Knights. They kind of already did with the PS3 and 360 release, but they True. need to remaster it again. Yeah, it's put that on Switch. Put it on Switch because Knights is just, oh, man, it's such a wonderful Everyone game. should play Knights. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Well, it's it's definitely starting to feel like September now because now we're just getting tons and tons and tons of releases. First yep. up... um, September 10th, Life is Strange, True Colors. Ash, I'm going to guess you did not get to this game. No, this is the game that my wife and I would be playing right now if we weren't playing the Great Ace Attorney Chronicles, and I'm pretty Mm -hmm. sure it's the game we're going to play after it. Whenever we do eventually finish Great Ace Attorney, we're both big fans of the original Life is Strange. We didn't play two, never got around to it, but I loved everything I saw about True Colors. All the pre-release trailers, all the character designs. I I loved the design of the main character. I just I love the whole vibe this game has, and I've it's gotten great reviews, great reception. So this is just one of those games that when my wife and I finish Greatest Attorney, this is the first thing we're playing together after that, and it looks great. I really want to play it. Also, it came out all this cool stuff came out on my birthday. September tenth is my birthday, and there was True Colors, and then a couple of other games. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> one game I know Daniel's going to talk about. But oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, this game looks great. I really want to play it, but I'm just, you know, it's going to be, it's just going to have to wait until my wife and I finish Great Ace Attorney Chronicles. Yeah. I've, I've heard really good things about this one, which is impressive because it's Same. from a different developer. So than the original. So. Right. It's cool. Right. Glad they pulled it off. Yeah. Yeah. Same. But otherwise I've not played a single Life is Strange game, so I got nothing to add it really. So Same. apologies. But uh, Sorry, Daniel think you might have a few things to say about the <laughs> other game that came out on uh September here we 10th. Go. oh boy tales of arise so, and you'll be happy here... you'll be happy that was one of the other Uh-oh. games i got oh my Christmas. god oh, nice. join the family so eventually <laughs> uh, maybe i'll find time now to play just that. find eventually. 60 hours Derek. yeah exactly right oh yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is a, a tales game that is going to put in the hours that's for sure <clears throat> so this was the first real mothership title tales game we've had since Tales of Viseria in 2016 that's a long time like five years is a long time for Namco Bandai Bandai Namco to I always get that confused to, <laughs> to release uh, a tales game like a, a new release because in between that time we've got Tales of Vesperia, the definitive edition which made me very happy as well because that was originally like content that was Japan only mm-hmm. but Arise it really 
brought back a lot of things that I enjoyed about Tales games and really just improved upon them. Like, um, like uh, just the art style of it. I, I know, like, the first couple of areas, unfortunately, they look very, like, barren, brown, wasteland-like. But when you get to, like, I think the third area, it really opens up. That's where the demo started, which is what they wanted to show off. It really shows, like, the, the, the green, the lushness of the environments. Um, just a beautiful, like, painterly artwork style to experience the entire way through. Uh, the characters are super interesting, in my opinion. Uh, Alfin is one of the, the, the one of my favorite tales of protagonist of this point. Wow. Kind of like a duo antagonist thing with Xion being the, your, your secondary... Uh, the story is just as much about her as it is about Alfin. And um, just experiencing the, the, their story, the whole the whole deal with the mask over his head, that has a lot of a lot of weight to it as you continue forward. Um, but yeah, the combat, I, I really enjoy how they've expanded the combat before. Uh, you have like your ground attacks, combos that you can lead into an aerial attack and do the aerial attack combos back to a ground attack. And um, one of the biggest things is like the finishers. All the finishers, I never get tired of seeing these because it's like the you have two part two of your if your two of your teammates will team up together and do a crazy attack where it's like they'll blast him with all the elements or Kisara will slam a little iceberg down on the enemy or or uh just just a whole bunch of different effects that always look satisfying whenever you see them. Um it's so dynamic and fast. It's fast. Like when when battles end in Tales games, usually you'll have the party kind of do their little banter. You'll see them talk and they'll mm. be like, you know, the results screen. Now it just goes right back to the field like instantly, especially when you're on like a PlayStation 5. It just goes right back to the the battle and they just kind of talk at, uh while you're still roaming around. So it's really it's it's a lot more better paced. Um geez. This is something I could talk about for a while, but I also <laughs> want to save some things because we have a game of the year dis- discussion True. coming up as well. So, more or less, um, really great return to form for this series. I'm glad a lot of people got to play it. I actually didn't get to play it right away because uh, Bandai Nam- I-, I got the collector's edition, which got delayed because a lot of postal services were were, were going crazy at the time and-, and delayed a lot of stuff. So. They were very kind to um, send out digital codes for people the same day, so they could just play it the same day of. Um, mm. So that was that was really a, a nice way to experience. It. Just overall, a great experience for this game. And I, um, did any of you play the demo? No, I, I've I've I only ever played Tales of um, Symphonia, and I wanted to get into it because I picked up a few other games. Like I picked up Tales of Zillia. I picked up Tales mm-hmm. of Vesperia, the, the new version. Now I got to rise. I just, it's one of those RPGs. Like it's put up there as the third biggest RPG series in Japan, like after Final Fantasy yeah. and Dragon Quest. So like right. I want to play more of these games because I did really enjoy Symphonia. So eventually. <laughs> yeah. I was so. I, I... <clears throat> pulling for tales in smash because that was the next like right, major series below mm-hmm. uh dragon quest after dragon quest is the tales series and the battle system if you play like even back oh, to yeah. symphonia in that, that area that's totally. is built built for smash brothers mm-hmm. and right. that's just that's that's an extra tangent i could go off on but man i really I, I really i'm hoping you enjoy the series when you start getting to more of the games because there's some really great um characters and moments in these that i i, I cherish and still hold dear to me today yeah i, I was um oh I, okay. I did play the demo i did play the demo and i was instantly enamored with the visuals what a beautiful game um just running around the field mm-hmm. area that you start the demo and it was just 
so so pretty. Uh, the battle system, I, I kind of, it didn't quite grab me at, at first. I, I've been meaning to replay the demo and kind of go back into it because I just feel like maybe I wasn't quite in the right mindset because I, I do have some tales of experience. I played and finished uh, uh, Symphonia and I played most of Vesperia and I really loved both. And, um, but I just, but I've also played some other Tales games like uh, Abyss and Legendia and kind of got burned out with, with some pacing issues and the stories just didn't quite <laughs> grab me. So, I've heard good and bad things about Arise's story. I've heard that there are some pacing issues, but that the characters are pretty are pretty interesting. And so I'm not quite sure yet about Arise. I want to play it ideally, but I also know that it's a really long game, and I just don't. You know, I just I have to I, pick I, and choose the really long games I play these days. Aren't most Tales games around 50, 60 hours? Not too long. Like they're not. Yeah, they're they, not they, Persona they levels. Well. <laughs> They're not personal level, but they can still take a while longer than your your like forty hour games, and uh, that's fair because yeah, some some games um, pacing can be an issue for some of them. Tales of Arise, I will say, like towards without spoiling anything, towards the end of the game is like a info dump on you. And you I have, have to, like, heard it all, gets the, with I've heard that. towards the end it gets yeah. a little rough. It's a little <laughs> it's a little much, but I I swear to you, everything before that <laughs> it's 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 a, nice. such a joy ride. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, yeah, this series is something special. I, I, I adore it so much. I've played pretty much all, everything that's been released here in the West. I've played the the entirety of those Tales series games, wow. and hoping for more, hopefully. That'd be but, cool. Um, but yeah, maybe play Arise. Please convince play. them to do some more <laughs> ports or get others. Who knows? One of Good. one of the coolest things. One final thing. One of the coolest things is like the intros to Tales games. Ever since I think Tales of Zillia has all been done by the studio uh, U, uh, UFO Table. They would do oh. their fantastic visuals, and um, I swear it was the the biggest thing. And I hope it's not a spoiler, but I had to say it. When you get halfway through the game, the intro changes, and it's like a season two. Oh, and, that's and awesome! And you see a whole different intro. You don't really like, see that too often. Out of that's nowhere. That's cool. Okay, I've, that's cool. It's like such a peaceful intro too, compared to the really like high energy, frantic one. And oh, it's so great! Just little moments like that. I, I was just, I love it. That's really cool. I love that. That's 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 pretty neat. <laughs> it's <sighs> definitely a game I want to play. I, it, it's just, it's like I, on principle, I want to play it. It's just a matter of will I be able to carve out the time to do so? Because it's yeah. a game that I know would would appeal to me. Just on principle, you know, we all know I love anime and tales. Yeah. Tales of it's about as anime. Oh, as you it's can almost get. it's, it's definitely more almost Short more like anime than <laughs> Final Fantasy or Dragon Quest. It is super anime, right? right. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But there was one more game that came out on September 10th. Um, <laughs> that's right. WarioWare Get It Together, which I did get <laughs> to play through the the, the uh, story mode with Amy. God, that was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed this. This was a good time. Same. This is a game that I, I really enjoyed. I was really glad to see WarioWare make a grand return, but I feel like it also kind of faded from the conversation really quickly. It, and it did. I It's weird because I feel like I have a bit of a skewed perception of it. I really enjoyed playing through the story, but the first time I tried to bring it out as a party game, like with, with friends, we unfortunately, I guess, just managed to pick all the worst party games. And we were expecting something on par with Mega Micro Games back on the game, or Mega Party Games back on the GameCube. And what we got was something that didn't even come like close to even being half that experience. But then I played it with another friend like a couple of weeks later, and we discovered that, no, we just picked the worst multiplayer games, and the, the good ones <laughs> are still really good. So 
I have a bit of a skewed perception of the multiplayer because I, I had such a bad first impression of it, but single player, I had a great time, and this is a game that's just oozing charm. Absolutely oozing charm. And you gotta love the Smash style character select screen. It looks so obviously oh, like so, Smash Ultimate. Oh, yeah. They knew yeah. what they were doing. Oh, totally. Uh, you you yeah. got to play this with uh, Brandon, didn't you, Daniel? Yeah, we played a little bit on stream. That was my first time actually doing two-player co-op with any of the uh, the other minigames because I don't have anyone else to play it with here. But it's it's such a different experience. It's so frantic and chaotic and, and weird. I love all the little intros, to, um, the little animations that they have on here. Um, the, the micro games, I thought it was going to be not as fun because you're controlling a character through all of these instead yeah. of just performing an action. But it actually adds a lot to it. Like They, may, they managed to make it seem fairly uh, um, intuitive and they kept the uh, variety up throughout the entire the entire experience and uh yeah just just a great party game to play with a friend just sit down and and just romp through a lot of micro mm-hmm. games together uh and special shout out to um penny's section and her and her, her theme song that plays during oh, that it's so good it's so, it's so heartwarming yeah <laughs> I, I love it. it i love it when we were it's it's like they, they make a new song every time there's a WarioWare game from like Mona Pizza, Mike's theme, uh, Ashley's, Ashley's theme. Yeah, the themes they uh, put out there are always so good. So great, yeah. Yeah, I don't actually like playing as Penny, but I do love her theme song. Playing as her it's kind hard, of sucks, though. It's hard to use her, but she's precious, and I don't care. I'll play as her anyway. Still better than 9-Volt. Yeah, 9-Volt <laughs> yeah, didn't love what they did with him, unfortunately. That's, yeah. a little, that's a little, yeah, that's rough yeah. to use. Mona's still the goat. I still, I've always been a big Mona fan. Oh, Mona's She's cool. still awesome. She's great. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just love the character designs in in WarioWare in general, and I love that the new characters they introduced really feel like they slot in perfectly with the existing crew. And Absolutely, it's just a charming game. And I and I wish the conversation had kind of stayed active about it a little longer because I think it deserves a little bit more. Love I, than I, it maybe got as as we're seeing here. I think it was just so crowded. Uh, because we have a lot of games to get through yet just for September. So uh, let's move on to September 14th, where there's two more games to really cover. (laughs) First up, Cruisin' Blast, which uh, is getting some more love soon, thanks to some online modes and some DLC. So that's cool. I have not picked this up, but I do know it's half off right now. So Everybody, please buy this game at half off. If you have any love for arcade racers at all, Play this game. It's got the best menu theme of the year. It's 90s as fuck. It's the best. And and what other game this year can you play as like a unicorn with Pegasus wings racing fire trucks and <laughs> and sharks? There's even a hammerhead shark that you can play as. Like this game is so stupid, but it just but in the best possible way. It just ta- it, it takes everything Cruisin is known for and just turns it up to 15. And it's just it's not realistic at all, but that's the beauty of it. Who it's cares? not meant to be. And <laughs> You know, yeah. there are UFOs appearing everywhere, volcanoes exploding everywhere, all sorts of weird, crazy shit going on in each track. And I adore this game. It's one of my favorite games of the year, and it, it's half off, as as uh, you guys just said. So buy this game. It's mm-hmm. so, so, so good. And now it's it's going to get online. We don't know when, but they are bringing online to the game. That was one of the few uh, complaints about it. Is that there isn't really yeah. much non-local mm-hmm. multiplayer, really any non-local multiplayer. So... Absolutely. And apparently they're uh, thinking of bringing more content to the game, too, after online multiplayer. So, I mean, I guess this game is going to continue bringing some to get courses from year. other cruisins, I guess. So, yeah, yeah, 
Play, yeah, exactly. But no, this game is awesome. Um, but just yeah, know yeah. that it doesn't have online right now. But it's such a good that game. might that might be a good EP squad game if it depending on how they do oh online, yeah once it gets online agree that'd be cool yeah, yeah. oh such a good game cruising <laughs> I just have that song in my head now this game uh-huh. does not this game does not care in all the right ways it's ridiculous mm-hmm. and fun and yeah absolutely I you gotta play it guys yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I'll, I I need to pick it up. There's so much to play. There's so There's much so to play. Much. Can't yeah. handle it. Uh, the other game that came out on the 14th, Deathloop, which again, dang it, Brandon, why aren't you here? Because he's, uh, I think, I the only one of us to actually play Deathloop, and he seems to enjoy it. He actually is enjoying it. Uh, yeah. It's just, it's one of those things where it's like, oh, it's actually good. All those advertisements they were doing, maybe they, they were advertising sure. it for a reason. Was validated apparently. Yeah, for yeah. How well it was received after launch. I'm I'm curious. I've heard mixed reactions to whatever the twist is of this game. Um, where I did too. Maybe it's not the best, but otherwise, um, I've game seems good. Yeah, it, it's that weird game that we got really tired of seeing during the pre-release <laughs> period, just because they trotted it out so often in favor of things like. Kena, which barely got any attention before release mm-hmm. and but it turned out to be great um you know shooters aren't really my thing so it was never going to be high on my list of games to check out but i'm glad you know shooter fans seem to really love it i did hear the same thing about the big twist it's kind of you know it lands differently with with some people but mm-hmm. by and large it seems to have really landed and uh been very successful and i'm happy for the devs and it's you know hey it's got a, a person of color in the lead i think that's awesome you know it's, yeah. it's always great mm-hmm. to see more diversity in, in games and characters so you know it did everything right it seems i just didn't get to play it myself yep absolutely so i'm not much more to say that unfortunately because we none of us have actually played it however have any of us actually played uh with the game they released on september 16th eastward I did not. Another one. Another one that just got lost to the mists of t- not enough time. <laughs> I, 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 and, I, and I love the look of this, too. Oh, yeah. So too. I, I've seen Amy stream it, and it really yeah, saw... does have the feeling of action-adventure Earthbound. That's the vibes I get from it. Um, yeah, I, I love all the... Like, yeah. I love all the things people Beautiful say about it. Beautiful pixel art. more um, interested. Like she's, she's really enjoying it, and... I uh, I want to check it out eventually. It seems really good. It's very chatty. That's the, the that's the other thing I'm noticing. It's, I, it's a very chatty game. I de- I read some reviews mentioning that maybe it's almost a little bit too chatty at times. But by and large, the game uh, is great. But it does get a little bit bogged down in its chattiness. I, I have certainly gotten that impression from some of the reviews I've seen. But it's a game that I really want to play. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it, it looks very Zelda esque, like two D Zelda esque, and that's an easy way to get me hooked. And, or just to bring me in. And yeah, just one of those games that's definitely higher up on my list of games from 2021 to play that I didn't get around to. It, it looks great. Yep. Uh, <laughs> uh, September 17th, uh, the big the big one, Deltarune Chapter 2. Undertale fans right. are very happy that day. Yeah. 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 And this actually spurred me to get back to my uh, my true pacifist run of Undertale because I never did it. And I've had I know you don't have to play Undertale and do all the routes before you play Deltarune, but it was communicated to me that you should at least try to do the true pacifist route of Undertale before playing Deltarune. And I love Undertale. 
I played a little bit of Deltarune Chapter 1 before I stopped, and I was like, you know what? This game is way too charming for me to not have the best possible experience going in. So I, I put it on pause, and I'm now, you know, kind of working my way through my uh, true pacifist run of Undertale as well. But I love this series. It's so charming. And it's just everything I love, the aesthetics, the chip music, Toby Fox is, you know, he's such an amazing developer slash musician slash pixel artist. Like, man, he's incredible. But I just, yeah, I'm waiting until I finish my true pacifist run of Undertale before I really dive in to Delta Room properly. I, um, I just this past Sunday, uh, yeah, yesterday, I finished my true pacifist run of Undertale. Oh, nice. And uh, awesome. that took me from because I I'd played Undertale years your... ago, um, and only got the normal ending before I stopped because I was unguided and I, I messed up the one thing at the beginning, so I didn't know, um, and just missed out on it. Uh, that that is what convinced me is like oh oh this this is why it has such a fandom. In its way, changes your perspective. It really changes see. the perspective of seeing what true pacifist adds to it, and how hard they go with certain things. It is, um, just phenomenal in that way, and that makes me very curious to Deltarune. But the fact that we still have how many chapters left to go for it also makes me hesitant to jump right in. Now it has as it has been requested of me as part of my um, streaming series, so I eventually will be playing it. But not right away, and it's great that it's free. Right. I'm also happy that Toby Fox is going to be actually charging for it because you know get paid for your work, man. <laughs> yeah, um, dude. I guess you got you got to get those hooks in before they really like they'll pay. You know, it's like all right, chapters uh, three through five or however many he has left. Uh, it's sixty bucks. Okay. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, it's such an inter- it's such an interesting structure because he could really charge for these separate chapters as their own game because although they're it's like part of the story but not entirely like you don't have to like go straight into the next one it's kind of like you're watching a season of something and then you're just waiting for the next season to finally come out um mm-hmm. delta rune chapter one was really um really it was weird just jumping right into that because we know it's related to undertale but not related to undertale toby fox is really kind of off on the wall about that and doesn't want to say outright because they want fans to kind of um, guess or make their own assumptions, and yeah. in both of these chapters, there's a lot of lore that people can pick apart. If you know, if you play Undertale and you really go into the the, the deep lore of it, there's a lot that you can pick apart and find out about this. And those little seeds are also planted <clears throat> in chapter one and chapter two. Things that you can refer back to Undertale in chapter two of Deltarune, and he knows exactly what he's doing because these yeah. games are are very, very closely it, threaded it, with each yeah. other. It, he's a very tight writer. Um, just making sure everything yeah. loops in on each yeah. other and pays off with each other, and so many things you can miss. Like it, it really rewards well, yeah. people just really mm-hmm. going for it. And one yeah. really cool thing, thing I, thing. one really cool thing I discovered during my, you know, as I said, I'm working on my true pacifist run of Undertale first, and so I was playing the game, and you know, I, I try to get every dialogue that I can, and I talk to all the shopkeepers, all the options, but hidden behind one of the shopkeeper dialogues is a mention of. Delta Rune as a, a concept. Yeah. And I'm like, that was way that, before yeah. Delta Rune. The game yeah, was even it blew a thing. My mind like, this too is when cool. I saw that. I was like, oh my God. Yeah. Like, this is awesome. This, this so symbol is the Delta Rune. Like, okay. That. Yeah. It makes yeah. you very curious about what Delta Rune actually is. So, yeah. Really yeah. cool. Every chapter has so much like 
um, um, fodder to speculate things about what could come next. What does this story have to do with that? If you played up to the end of chapter one for Deltarune, you're like, oh my god, what just happened to the main character? And you go into chapter two, and they kind of play off of that, but also nothing it, nothing seems wrong at first. So he really right. knows how to how to hook you into the, the, the series, because the characters are so charming. They're so wonderful. The dialogue is great. Um, everyone is just... Uh, <laughs> It's just a, a joy to be around and uh, um, party character characters that you meet. They're like like you get to learn more about Noel, who is I think everyone's a lot of people really like Noel, and you get to learn a lot more about her in this chapter as far as um, opposed to the last chapter. So really, just right. expanding the world, the lore, music obviously is fantastic. There's a lot oh, of dude. some similar songs like the battle theme. Rude Buster is always going to be oh, probably the battle theme, and I love that song. And that can be in every, how, that can be in every chapter if it wants to. I won't mind. But I love um, how the chapter two version of it uses different instrumentation, and it makes me really curious to see how future how it, chapters are going to use how, different instrumentation. How it evolves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really neat. Yeah. And also, I just have to say, "Feel of Hopes and Dreams." What a song! <laughs> when I started playing chapter mm-hmm. one, I'm like, "This is how you start a game, man. This is get me into this." It's such a good that, first area theme. Get that piano rolling, and you're just like, Ooh. "Oh yeah!" Soon it hits. Oh, Man. such a good theme. And there's some really, really catchy ones in Chapter 2 as well that I know you'll definitely get on your mind. Uh, uh, the new, I but, just need, nothing, yeah. I need time to do nothing but play video games. So yeah, I'm seriously. I want to be a kid again. I want to be a kid again. Ch- it's impressive because <laughs> you look at Undertale and Deltarune and it's like, oh, this feels such like... It feels very hipsterish, like just from the looks of it. But uh-huh. when you play it, it's like, God, there's so much heart here. Yeah, <clears throat> just... just yeah. Just Susie as a character from chapter one to chapter two and the development mm-hmm. from there to there is so cool to see. And you want to see more of, of what happens to them because, yeah, towards the end, it's, it's a lot different than your first encounter with them in the in chapter one. And, yeah, just such a, a great thing to experience. And you guys can experience it too soon. Now's your chance to be a big shot, guys. There you go. Come on. <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right. Well, let's continue on because, God, we still are not even anywhere close to being done with September. We're not. We're nope. stuck here forever. Nope. <laughs> September 21st, Kena. Kena. Bridge of Spirits. Woo! And yes. I played a little bit of it. I have not gone through it, but, man, this game's pretty. And it plays it like, sure as everybody says, is. it plays like a wonderful PS2 game, PS2 era game. It works. It you know, it's not going for beautiful. anything crazy or too you know innovative or anything like that it's just a nice classic fun game it's so beautiful Mm -hmm. it really is this is a game i actually played to completion i was able to finish it and like you said derek it doesn't really do anything uh incredible on the gameplay end it's just it's solid gameplay the battle system is good it doesn't go out of its way to do anything super innovative but that's okay it's just a it's just a good combat system the platforming feels good. Kana's double double jump feels great to pull off. Mm-hmm. Um, it's and, and the but the visuals, the visual splendor in this game is one of the most gorgeous games I played this year and also ever. It's just unbelievable what they were able to pull off with the visuals in this game. And you're in for a treat if you're playing it on a really nice 4K display with HDR. Yeah. It is just mm-hmm. unbelievable and. The story is a bit disjointed, but ultimately I think it, it lands. It's, it's a very tragic story, and it definitely, even though I didn't find Kana herself to be a very interesting character, I found the story she got caught up in to be, you know, as I pieced things together, I was like, wow, I was kind of struck by the tragedy of it all. And I'm like, wow, this is, this is kind of sad. And, and by the end of it, I felt a little bit like, 
like I'd been taken on a on a really emotional journey. It's a it's a very quiet game, if that mm. makes sense, and, and the way the story is told, it's not thrown at you. You kind of have to put the pieces of the lore together yourself. Mm. There are a couple of cutscenes, but not ever anything that heavy handed. And it's just a it's just a great game. Not amazing, but great. And I really enjoyed it. Nice. Yeah, it, I think it did a good job for what it was accomplishing for Ember Lab's first game. Like, holy crap, that was yeah, a, a, a major thing they accomplished. And you could even see how much they love Majora's Mask because oh yeah, the original the, the original animation that oh, they did, yeah. they implemented masks into the story itself. And it's just like, I see what you're doing there. Mm. But um, <laughs> yeah. one of the things I really loved about this game was Kena and The Rot as well, which are kind of like little Pikmin that you, that you gather. And <laughs> yeah. I love how... How you see their like symbiotic nature of how Kana needs the rot, but the rot also needs Kana, and how it was implemented with combat, with exploration throughout the story very well. And uh, I, I just want a little plush of one. I love the little guys. That has to be a so thing adorable. eventually. <laughs> has to be. Yeah. Um, um, really quickly, really, I just want to. I was going to the same thing. Um, okay, cool. Yeah, we just saw this. Uh, Hinaru in the uh, YouTube chat saying, have to get going soon, but I wanted to uh, see you guys on my birthday. Always a pleasure listening to you. Please take care and happy new year. Well, tell us it's your birthday. Happy birthday. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I'm give you a proper birthday happy shout birthday. out. Hinaru, you've, you've been supporting us for so long. We love you. We're, you're a valued, beloved member of our community, and we hope you have a great birthday. Happy birthday and happy new year. That's yep. what you said. Yeah. Hinaru has done a lot of very charming pieces of art for us as well in the past yes. and even one for my birthday which i was very Aww. happy to see <laughs> so thank you for your support and everything you do for us have mm. a good one yep happy birthday uh all right let's move on um to just a little thing i'm just gonna make it a little quick little mention september 23rd castlevania advanced collection pick up this collection these are three yes. great Castlevania games. Now we just need if we do support this, we get a castle. We could get a Castlevania DS collection, and I really want that. Yeah, those are the some of the, th- the best ones. Castlevania games out there. Advance is good, very good, especially Aria of Sorrow. DS is better. Derek, would it be <laughs> would it be fair to say that two great Castlevania games, one okay one? I don't think Harmony of Dissonance is very good. I have personally. an affinity for Harmony of Dissonance just because it was my second Castlevania game that I ever played. Uh, going off of symphony and it's just like oh cool it's my own and i get to play off this and just enjoy for what it was um but so i i i like it for what it is i find circle of the moon's controls a little stiff they are Um, they are so but you can see it now you can actually see it oh yeah it helps a a lot on a release gba like an og model Mm -hmm. gba where you Mm -hmm. couldn't see anything you you can see them getting better with each release going from circle to um aria it's like they Aria's nailed classic. it. With, they nailed it with Arya. Yeah, uh, refined it in Dawn of Sorrow. Hopefully, a DS collection would get rid of the worst aspects of that one, namely the touch controls, uh, the touch yeah. uh, rune system. But then you get better and better with P- Portrait of Ruin and uh, um, Order of Ecclesia, two of the oh, best so Castlevania good. games. Um, so. and, and for what it's worth, I did pick up this collection and I've, I've ch- checked out all three titles. I mean, I, I played all three back when they came out, of course, but I, I compared just to see how the emulation is and it seems to be pretty solid. It's, all it's three, M2. You know, the emulation of all three. Oh, right. M2 did this collection. I forgot. Well then of course it's great. Yeah. 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 Good stuff. I forgot about that. Uh, I will bring it up just slightly, even though, just because it is a thing that released, uh, but you know, Activision Blizzard did release Diablo 2 Resurrected, and oh, boy, oh. it must have hurt them because 
I heard yeah. nothing about nothing this game. About this. Yeah. Nothing. Like I there was no, no idea. About no it. idea how good it was, how bad it was, if it was decent port or re- remaster like or anything I, like that. But I feel like I anecdotally remember that there were there were things that old school Diablo two fans didn't like about Resurrected. Mm-hmm. Uh, separated from the whole, you know, dumpster fire that is the company in general. But apparently, there, if I remember correctly, there were specific things about Resurrected that maybe turned fans off. I could be wrong, though. I didn't play it. I'm not going to touch it. Yeah, I'm not going to touch game. it either. But yeah, it's just crazy to me that something as big as Diablo 2 just gone. Yeah. Yeah. That was crazy. Yeah. Uh, I am seeing Juan Delgado saying PC launch was awful. Heard uh, Soy Sauce Asian saying heard lots of performance issues amongst other things. So... Not exactly a good launch either. So there you go. Yeah. yeah. Um, yep. Wayne Carruthers is at least having fun with it. Well, there is that. I, That's good. I, I don't think I didn't expect it to be terrible. I don't think it was. I was hoping it wasn't going to be a Warcraft three situation when you have Vicarious helping out. But who knows? Right. But I mean, it, it feels like it would be really hard to make a classic like Diablo two bad. But you know, they found hey, a way to make War, War, uh, Warcraft three <laughs> bad. <Exactly>. So <laughs> they did. Uh, go yep. figure. Uh, but I'm also feeling the loss of Steve once again. Uh, September 24th yeah, saw the release Steve. of Lost Judgment, but I can't tell you right. more of his thoughts because he didn't actually review this game, didn't get a chance to. And his thoughts were kind of interesting on this one where he said, very good first half, loved it, mm-hmm. really got into it. But apparently something happens in the second half that just kind of killed it for him. Like it's just yeah. not as good as the first game. And I was surprised to hear that because mm-hmm. Steve loves RGG Studio. He loves Yakuza. He loves Judgment or the original Judgment. So for him to come down so hard against Lost Judgment's second half was a real surprise. And yeah, Surprising. I don't know what exactly it is that turned him off about the second half, but something happens that he just did not like. And that's a shame because this was one of the games that he was most excited about this year. Mm-hmm. And uh, this, is, this is a game I would like to play. I also love RGG games, but or RGG Studio games, but again... I'd rather play Judgment first, and I just I haven't. Yeah, <laughs> there's a yeah. lot of other RGG games to get through before that one, but yeah. uh, it's, it's it's interesting to me that that somehow lost the lost the plot in the second half. Yeah. So, uh, looking through the rest of September, I don't think there's anything that major for us to really cover. Um, Nothing. The huge. only thing I would mention quickly is Hot Wheels Unleashed. Steve and I both played that. Yeah, and it's actually great. <laughs> Better than you it think. It looks great. Better than you thought great. it would be. Yeah, I I still don't love the way drifting feels in that game. I haven't quite gotten a handle on drifting in that game yet, but everything else about it is just it's a it's a fun, solid, clean arcade racer. The best, no, but it's it's good. I like it. Oh, I did miss something. It's not listed in this Wikipedia article, um, which is why I didn't mention it. Um, But uh, uh, Evil Aquarium in our patron chat mentioning Act Razor Renaissance came out. Yeah, it's not in this out of uh, list nowhere. Um, yeah, that came out of nowhere. Yeah, from direct. Yeah, I have not played it. Yeah, have any, yeah, have any of us played I, it? I think so, I again, this is one that Steve. We're we're like suffering from not having Steve or Brandon here because they, you know, we all fill each other's holes in what we had, you know, we're able to play this year. And I think this was something that Steve specifically played, but he didn't like it. He said that the uh, visuals to him had kind of that flash. Tight, it's the same sort of thing that uh, jankiness that yeah. uh, Ghosts and Goblins had um, mm-hmm. in, a, in a way. Uh, I did talk to somebody else. I, they did like the um, 
some of the changes to it. Uh, and, you know, it, it, it's still Act Racer. It plays like the original Act Racer. It's just maybe not visually the best or anything like that. But, I mean, I think uh, there's enough there. It's mm-hmm. something I wouldn't mind checking out at some point. But, you know, it's just right. missed it. <laughs> um. Juan says or asks uh, you, Derek, are we are we ignoring that September was the month we learned that Chris Pratt was Mario? That was a thing that also happened. Yep, that gaming news. I I have no other I have no other thoughts on that until we actually get a trailer. Yeah, exactly. Um, And also, just as a quick reminder, September thirtieth, Sony acquired Bluepoint officially, so they they became part of the official PlayStation family on September thirtieth, which is uh, you know exciting to see yep. what they're going to be you know, coming out. All the rumors are are that they're working on a Metal Gear Solid remake. Let's hope so. I really would like them to. So, we'll yep. see. So. And, uh, well, before we move over to October, we did get two more Super Chats. Thank you all so much. First up is Sonic and Mega Man 531 back with $5 saying, Life is Strange do have true colors while Sonic has too much colors and ultimate <laughs> oof. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. Thank you, Sonic and Mega Man. Again, love that mm-hmm. name. Love that name. <laughs> Black Ninja with a $10 super chat. Thank you so much. Saying as, saying as Steve, this game is great. Battles are so good and different. Love the style and the cutscenes. It's wild. Suda51 expresses his art direction. It's wild and vibrant. But if stop and look around, God, those open worlds are bare. <laughs> I think it's oh, they were. Here. And the performance in the overworld uh, ish, or portions was awful. Like laughably awful. Mm-hmm. I do remember seeing that. Yeah. Yep. All right. Time for October. And... Uh, I don't think there's too much to say about it other than the fact that we're getting a sequel to to it, so that's cool that it happened, but uh, October 5th, Alan Wake Remastered. Cool stuff. Want to yeah. check it out eventually, but you know, I, yeah. miss, I missed the original Alan time Wake because fans. I think it was only Xbox and I didn't have one. Yeah, same. And Alan Wake fans finally eating 10 years later. Really happy for that community. Uh, this is a game that, I, you know, I love horror games, so this is a game that I always wanted to play but never just was able to back in the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also October 5th, uh, Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl, the meme that came away. <laughs> yeah, and as we, oh, we talked about on TNT recently, they are still hard at work on DLC. They're apparently bringing voice acting to the game next year. This is a game that I enjoy, but I just feel like it the it was kind of sent out to die without the proper budget that it needed to really, really grab people. And I also don't think it helped that they marketed it mostly to hardcore Melee fans, which don't make up the majority of Smash's audience, right? And so I think maybe the marketing was a little bit too focused on that crowd, but the game itself is fun, and I'm looking forward to seeing how it evolves. But I've said this in other ways and other shows, so I don't need to go too far about it, but I still like it. I still want to, you know, play it more and see who gets added to the game, And but it's it's not something I'm ever going to get into at the level that I would like Smash. Yeah, this is Mm -hmm. is the game when you play it, you look at it and you look at the roster and the movesets, the characters, everything. Um, You you know that it has heart in it. There's a a passionate team that wants to make this the very best game that it can be, but they just don't really have the budget to to fill out certain portions that they they need to have more uh, um, time put onto it. Like if you're going in expecting the same kind of like controls and an impact of, of punches and such and characters you see in uh Smash Brothers and it's it's not really that. Characters are kinda just all over the place. The movement is so like frantic and, and crazy and it, there's like no real guessing how how much an attack will launch somebody out, like like or right. even like the feedback is not really mm-hmm. there. So the impact, I, the the, the, the I, moves don't feel like they have impact the same way they do in Smash. Mm-hmm. I bounce yeah. off pretty 
hard. Pretty I quick, played it for huh? a little bit. I'm like, I'm, sure. I'm good. It yeah. really makes me, it really accentuates and makes me appreciate the level of detail that is in games like Smash Brothers, though. True. So yeah. it's, 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 man, this, I, I hope the better for this game. Like, we're still getting characters out, <laughs> and as you said, more, mm. more content and such, but I don't know how much they can tweak it from this point to, that can get it back in the public eye, especially with right. games like Multiverses coming out now, too, which yeah. have certain things like that. Exactly. Right. There's definitely a lot more competition, even beyond just Smash Brothers itself. So, well, and multiverse is you know straight up coming out of the gate with a much bigger budget, like clearly, yeah. oh yeah, a much bigger budget definitely. straight up. And and I yeah, just Nick Brawl. I think it, it had a lot of good ideas, but it just has an up. It had an uphill battle to fight since launch because of its shoestring budget. And mm-hmm. but you know, I think its devs did the best they could with what they had, and I don't want to disparage the game. It's still fun no. to play, but it's just it. It just needs a bit more content, just a bit more oomph in general, I think. But we'll see how mm-hmm. it's looking following voice acting and more characters and stuff. We'll see how it goes. For sure. Yeah. Uh, then there was the last game that came out on the 5th, Super Monkey Ball Banana Mania. Man, yeah. I wanted to pick this Monkeys. up, but there was a certain game coming out just a few days later <laughs> that I was kind of busy with. <laughs> Yeah, uh, no, I, I played this. I actually reviewed this on the channel, and uh, I really enjoyed it. I gave it great vibes. Um, it definitely has some issues if you're if you're expecting the uh, co-op like uh, multiplayer in the main game mode to make a return. Sadly, it doesn't, and that's something our very good friend John Cartwright highlighted in his review. And that's something that I didn't talk about much because I never played the original uh, or the original games in co-op mode, so it wasn't something I missed. But uh, absent that issue. It's a great remake of the first three games in the franchise, essentially. And it's just, it's Monkey Ball. It's Monkey Ball coming back to form. You know, it's it, Banana Blitz and Banana Splits and Banana all that. Not, it, it kind of lost the plot for, for uh, Super Monkey Ball for a while. But this takes the best games in the series, remasters them, brings Monkey Ball back to basics. And it's, a, it's so much better for it. Uh, I recommend this to everybody who likes action platformers. It's monkeys rolling around in balls around goofy obstacle courses. What more could you want? It's also got 12 party games of varying quality, to be fair. They ruined Monkey Target. But there's just so much content in this game. And uh, I stand by my review. It gave me great vibes. I love it. Um, monkey Ball is just, it's a great time. It is arcade Sega at their very best. And arcade Sega is my favorite form of Sega. So... Fair enough. Yeah, if if you have any interest in Monkey Ball, you should definitely check this out. In my opinion, nice. yeah, there was a lot of talk over this, especially around launch. So I, I know people really enjoy, like I really enjoy Monkey Ball One and Two on the GameCube. That's those are the ones I really spend a lot of time with. And I think another thing John mentioned was, um, don't quote me on this, but I think also just it, it, it's very close to the original, but the physics aren't exactly like like as close exactly as it. If, if if you're really intimately knowledgeable about Monkey Ball One and Two, for example, and uh, you play this game not too long after, um, you kind of get a feel for the physics that they just aren't really the, quite the same as what they were in the originally, and that kind of is reflecting on things like Monkey Target. You 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 roll down and up, and it's it kind of has a different weight and feel to it than what you originally had before. Um, the feedback is different, and it offers a different experience, yeah. but. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's really, not, it doesn't yeah. it doesn't break anything. It's still plenty enjoyable. You can have a great time with it. Someone who hasn't ever played Monkey Ball will have a great time with this. Um, yeah. Very hard game, though. <laughs> oh but, yeah, but it is. But there's but they no did other add game a bunch of accessibility features too, which I was going to yeah. mention. Is as hard as it is, they added so many accessibility features to make it easier for newcomers to jump in, which I really yeah. appreciate. You can and, jump. Um, 
Yeah, and you know, and I think the the physics differences they are there, but they only bothered me in Monkey Target. The main game, I, mm -hmm. I perceived them, but they didn't make a negative or positive difference to me. It's just a little bit different, but I still enjoy the yeah. game all the same. And there's no other monkey ball game where I could shove Sonic the Hedgehog into a ball and roll around <laughs> at the speed of sound. And Tails. So. And Hello Kitty. And Tails, Hello Kitty, Morgana. And yeah, Morgana. Yep. Uh, Swayzo for a Monster Rancher. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jeez, that's weird. A Dreamcast and a Game I, yeah. Gear. What yeah. the hell is going on here? That needs, that's, yeah. that needs to be what rolls around. <laughs> um. All right. Well, let's move on to... October 7th. I don't think we're going to be focusing on this one too much because, man, I haven't cared about this series in a long time. Far Cry 6. Same. Anyone else yeah. play it? Anybody care? Didn't play it. Don't care about the series. Just I, I, From everything I, think, I, I heard, from everything I heard, it is <laughs> still the same. It is another open yeah. world Ubisoft game. I don't even know what it added. Yeah. So... I think Steve played it for a bit. I, I think. I could be wrong, but I think he played it for a bit and he was like, eh. It's, you know, it's fine. It's Far Cry. You know what you're it's getting. It's Far Cry. It's you know Ubisoft Open World. You know what you're getting. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So. Much more exciting was the game that came out on October October 8th. <laughs> Metroid Dread. Oh, God, yes. What a game. So wow. good. What a game, man. So. One of my favorites. Freaking good. Yep. I mean, what is there really to say about Metroid Dread that we haven't already? I mean, we, we yeah. all love it. I, I gave it a pure it. bliss. We get, devote an entire discussion to it. I'm pretty sure you know who most of our uh, games, like most of us have this as our game of the year, even though we haven't done that discussion yet, but it seems pretty likely. It's just a freaking awesome it's running game. It is. It, it is. And it's, uh, it is one of the highest profile AAA 2D releases in quite a while. And, you know, it, it got a lot of, a ton of play at the game awards, which was nice to see. Uh, insofar that they matter, which isn't much, but still yeah. nice to see. Um, and it's just it's it's a fantastic game that really does interesting things with the the series lore. Like it really does wrap up the story of the two D games in a very interesting way, mm -hmm. and in a way that makes me really curious to see where they go from here with the two D games. Um, I, I I wouldn't dream of spoiling anything. Don't worry, we're not going to get into spoilers no, no, here. No. But oh, yeah, but yeah, just a great. I think the the thing that stands out for me the most about Dread is the the movement and how or, oh. how organic Samus oh, feels. Did you to yeah. the world mm -hmm. she's in? Did you have a chance to go back through and play it on hard mode, or just play it a second time after you beat it? No, I, I oh, played it once. Dude, and, that yeah. I played it a I little bit, to, and it is you, once you have it down and you restart. You are a god. <laughs> like, it yeah. just feels so good. Well, it, it definitely uh, successfully kind of communicates that idea of, of power creep and, and, and getting more powerful over the course of the game. Because, you know, as often at, at the beginning of Dread with other Metroid games, you're pretty vulnerable at the beginning as you're kind of getting your bearings. But then later on, you run back through old areas and you're just demolishing everything. And I imagine that's true for hard mode as well, as you said. Mm-hmm. He's you definitely and... got to be a little more careful, but you have that move set now that, you have, that built into you that you can handle it. It's really nice. Yeah, yeah. Just what along, a game. Along with the uh, very tight controls, as all have mentioned, it's also probably my favorite characterization of Samus I've seen in a Metroid game. Like Mercury mm -hmm. Steam took what they did with Metro Samus Returns and just turned it up to eleven with this game. Like they they know the character Samus now and the way that she moves, the interaction with the world. 
and just oh it's so good it's it's such a great entry to the series and i'm glad this really gave metroid a shot in the arm while we're still waiting for prime 4 because man i didn't know how badly i needed this, to have this game happen Seriously. until we saw the announcement as yeah. christmas box does point out though it uh, it could use more memorable music it was good enough yeah yeah to carry me through but it wasn't had me pumping um Agreed. So. Yeah, and and I will say there's one particular boss that I personally thought was reused one or two too many times. Um, I won't. Enough. I won't. Again, no spoilers, but I think you guys know what I'm oh, talking about. Yeah, and and so it's, that's just kind of like simple enough that it never became an issue. It's more because it's more of a mini boss. Yeah, exactly. It's more yeah, more of a mini boss. But I was like, I just wanted a little bit more variety. I think mm-hmm. on that front uh, end of things, but it's a very minor blemish for me and what is otherwise an incredible game and certainly in the running for game of the year for me. Mm-hmm. Agreed. But uh, yeah. let's continue on. Um, October 12th, back for blood. Um, a Brandon come back. I know the, a sort of, <laughs> a sort of return to form for turtle rock. And, you know, we got left for left for dead vibes, but I, I, I've not heard a lot. It seems to have died off. Like it's, it did not capture everybody like uh, Left 4 Dead. I feel like they got no marketing. I forgot that it even came out. Yes. Honestly, yeah. like I, I didn't I hear it has issues that kind of like even Left 4 Dead handled better. So, right. Yeah, just... I never was a big Left 4 Dead fan. I played a little bit of the original uh, with friends, and I just it wasn't my thing. I get why people love it. It just wasn't my thing. So this yeah. kind of was not on my radar. But I feel like it just didn't get any marketing whatsoever. No, it came and went and. I mean, the you, having a new ish Left for Dead is cool, but it just didn't seem to ca- catch on in the same yeah. way. Which is a bit Daniel, of a shame. Do you, happen, but... do you happen to know what Brandon thought of this game? Because I know he played it. And I think he liked it. I think I don't want to say anything that I I don't really know for, for sure, sure, but I'm pretty sure. I think he liked. It. I, th- I, th- I think so. Like, man, Brandon, are you done with your project yet? Because <laughs> <laughs> you finished with those errands. <laughs> we need uh... you, man. Oh boy! Yeah, not something um, that yeah. I played, so can't really mm-hmm. comment on it. Right. All right. Well, let's move on to October twenty sixth for something that Ash can tell uh, speak on now. Thank you very much for that, Ash. Guardians of the Galaxy. Hey. Woo! This game rocks, you guys. I this this is maybe the biggest surprise of the year for me. Um, I agree with the Game Awards. It's got my favorite story uh, and characters of anything I've played this year. It's surprisingly thoughtful. Uh, it's it's hilarious it's really funny the banter between the guardians is top notch i have grown to like these versions of the guardians even more than their mcu counterparts i really they're that charming and that just arresting and the story that they are a part of in this game is here come the high police as usual (laughs) is uh is shockingly thoughtful um jesus would you calm down la jesus i know it's raining but come on um it is. It, it deals with themes of grief, which was not necessarily something I expected from a Guardians of the Galaxy story, but it really goes into themes of family and grief and moving on from from that grief. And uh, but it it never becomes too heavy handed. It never gets, you know, too far up its own ass. It it keeps things light enough that you know the banter is always fun between the characters and. This game is so good, you guys. It's got a great licensed soundtrack. It's it perfect for what, you know, for Star-Lord and who he is and, and the kind of music he listens to. Um, it's great. I recommend it to everybody who just likes a good 
action game with a great story. The, the gameplay is just fine. The, the battle system is, it's fine. It's not bad, but it's not great either. It's just, it's there to serve the true star of this game, which is the story and characters. And I love it. Play this game. Don't let what happened with Avengers turn you off. This is what Avengers should have been, 100%, and it's awesome. Mm. Great game, you guys. Backlog pile. <laughs> yeah. Everything I want to play, but now hearing yeah. all the good things about it, it makes me want to actually try it. <laughs> it's really good, and and it's not. It doesn't overstay its welcome either. Like it's That's probably good. a good 20, 20 hours, I would say. That's good. Like it's fifteen to twenty hours. Yeah, it's like if you want to one hundred percent it, of course you're gonna be replaying chapters and it's longer. But if you're just playing through the story, it's it, it's just long enough, but it doesn't overstay its welcome. And the pacing is great. I, I really like this game a lot. That's awesome. Very nice. Yeah. Uh, maybe someday, but uh, yeah. <laughs> another game. Uh, got a couple it, games. Yeah. Was that? Oh, I just I get why. Hey, the backlog. There are so oh, many yeah. games that. Oh yeah, yeah. I get it. I man, if I could, I would just plow through so many of the games I have in my backlog, but just not possible. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, October twenty eighth, we got the re release of uh, Fatal Frame made of Maiden of Black Water. Uh, not too much to say about this because it's just a port. Um, but you know, it's right. cool that it came out. Uh, let it survive beyond the Wii U. I don't know how well it did. Not a lot of marketing for it, so not too surprising or anything like that. So, but yeah, cool I, I love this game back on Wii U. I, I reviewed it back in the GX days. Um, I recommend this game to anybody who likes survival horror. It's not the best Fatal Frame game, but even not the best Fatal Frame game is still a pretty damn good survival yeah. horror game. And I really like this game. So. If it sounds like it's you, if you like Japanese horror and you like the idea of what this game is, I think you're probably going to enjoy it. Um, but yeah, I loved it back on Wii U. Have no reason to believe it's any different here on modern platforms. Nice. Uh, another game that came out on the 28th. I don't know if any of us actually got the chance to play it, um, but it has it has such a good pedigree. Voice of Cards: The Island Dragon, Isle Dragon Roars from Yoko Taro. This I just don't so, care about card based games, so this just yeah. I know other people were really hype when when this was revealed, and I just kind of was like, eh, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. I love Yoko Taro, love Nier, but I just don't card based games don't do it for me. Yeah, that's a thing. It's like it's a, it's a it's a game by Yoko Taro. It has a Keiichi Okabe soundtrack. I'm just like, it makes me it pulls me into it because I want to try and at least see what it's about. But like the whole aspect of it, the card the card system and everything isn't something that i was really drawn to at at first but i don't know i keep seeing people talking about this and it just it just makes me want to at least try it soon you know yeah well and and to be fair it's the aesthetics of the cards i was gonna say i've heard this before it's aesthetically based on cards but it's not actually a card game it's just how they tell the story it's it's told through you know cards like the characters are cards the world is essentially you know a set of cards and (laughs) it's Mm. just a different way of telling a story rather than learning a card game i think and, and but, really um, quickly to, to everyone talking about something that you think we're forgetting about, don't worry. I got oh, you. Ash I brought up all the other forget. Smash DLC characters. I brought up Kazuya. Oh, yeah. I brought up. Yeah, don't worry. I got you. Don't worry. I don't have that, but Ash, you know, Ash is our Smash guy. He will take care of me. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, okay. Well, thank you for for the advice, everybody, because I didn't know that it actually isn't a card game. I need to check out the demo still. So I might. Okay, slightly you know, on sale right now. You got me to so. check out the demo. Yeah, I'll check out the demo. Cool. Um, 
Also, I didn't get to play it, but I just remember liking what the the look of it when it was revealed. Riders Republic. I didn't get to play it, but I'm still kind of curious. I, so it we'll came and went, so I have. It did come I, and why go I really it. quickly. Like, yeah, I don't. It's like yeah, eh, whatever. <laughs> yeah, but there was a pretty hype game that released on October 29th. Mario <gasps> Party Superstars. Oh my Woo-hoo! god! Holy Hell crap! Yeah. We hope Mario Party we is prayed. finally back. And it actually paid off. This is a such such a good freaking Mario yep. Party. They actually it did the top 100 great. the right way that they were supposed to do the top 100. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, and um, you know you're doing a game right when people are begging for DLC. Yep. Yeah, and that's that's really what I'm what I was, what I was about to say. This is the first great Mario Party game in God, how many years, really? I mean, I guess there are varying opinions on what qualifies as great Mario Party games. Yeah. But for my money, it's been since years six. and years. Maybe since even six, really. The Mario Party era, was fine. Honestly. But yeah, yeah, I would say the, the first truly great one since Mario Party 6. And I've had so much fun playing just classic, great Mario Party again with a new coat of paint. And uh, I love what they did with this game. Bring on DLC, you know, Mario Golf got it. Mario Tennis got it. I, you know, the data mine suggests that Mario Party's getting it. I just want to see what it is. Bring in more boards, bring in more mini games. I'm, I'm game. I love, I love what they did with Superstars. Yeah. Mario Party Superstars, like people who probably follow us know, Brandon and I were playing Mario Party 1, 2, 3, the originals on our, our stream for Good Vibes Arcade with a whole bunch of lovely guests. And we um, were building that up all the way into playing Superstars. And we played multiple boards of Superstars with different people, with you guys as well on the channel, mm. and with with patrons, with everybody, really, because it's just so fun to just get into, to start playing. I We haven't really... I feel like people haven't really hyped up and looked forward to a Mario Party game since the GameCube era, honestly, as we were mentioning. Because uh, they just kind of took a different form altogether as they went on and on. And um, even... Some of that life came back with Super Mario Party, I think. Um, it's like it felt like it stepped in the right direction, but just not enough. Yeah, yeah. This is the one where they actually brought back like boards that were that people recognized that people were were, were begging for. The dice and, were back to ten, to, to going up to ten spaces. Stars cost twenty box. coins. It just felt like it felt like Mario Party. You got items. Yeah. You got all the class. A lot of really classic mini games like i think maybe like there's a maybe five percent of these mini games i i don't look forward to playing but most of them i'll be like yeah we'll play that one we'll we'll do this one next and i haven't had that feeling in such a long time and it's so great Mm -hmm. to see it revive see people talking about it and and dlc please we need more boards more yes (laughs) dlc gamecube boards just give me one board from six i'll take any of them just one uh chip damage in our youtube chat huh Oh, Ash just wants fair square from Mario Party 6 again so we can yes. beat us by 25 20, stars. 20, oh, my God. Yeah. That's where all his um, luck went. He hasn't had any luck since then. In I know, stars. right? Uh, Chip Damage Mike uh, mentioned they already lost a few friends due to Mario Party. The fact that we're all in our 30s now didn't change the fact that the game that's, makes that's you That's how you know you're play playing with. the right Mario Party. Yeah, exactly. You don't have any friends anymore. All the friends it's amazing we're still with friends. Now. It's amazing we're still friends with Brandon. I know. He cheats. That guy oh, cheats he's, Mario he's, Party. He's, he's close at this point. I don't know what you <laughs> get. 
Um, really quick, I just want to shout out our good friend Titus Malvolio, a beloved community member, saying they desperately need some good vibes. They work in the commercial trucking industry in western Washington, and they just had a snowstorm this Christmas weekend. Temperature's still below freezing. They almost got into an accident today because of a slide. Sorry to bring the mood down. Uh, They're okay, but today was very scary, and tomorrow probably won't be any better. We're just happy you're okay. Never apologize for bringing down the mood, man. We just want you to be happy and healthy and safe, so... All yeah, the man. love from all of us here at yeah. GDG, and just be safe and take care of yourself, man. Absolutely. Yeah, especially especially when Titus is one of our good friends that invited us to play Mario Party with him as well. Exactly right. Then. So mm. all all y'all in the community, we'll play Mario. I'll play Mario Party with you anytime. But <laughs> but but yeah, yeah. Good, a lot of good yeah. vibes with this game. Mm-hmm. I I really enjoyed it. it. I haven't played a ton of games this year, but it probably would easily be in the top five. Yeah. Oh, Same yeah. Here. I would say that. Yeah. And uh, and speaking of Titus, speaking of friends, speaking of all of you here on the on the panel with me, you're all my friends. My friends are my power. We do have to talk about this before we oh. move on. October 18th, the dream Day. became real. Sora came to Smash Brothers Ultimate. He was the last DLC fighter for Smash Ultimate. The pop off that was well, one of the many pop offs that was heard around YouTube was uh, when I just screamed my silly head off <laughs> when, when Best Boy was was revealed for Smash. You all know, I don't need to say it again, he was, you know, my second most wanted character. It happened, and he's awesome. He's so fun to play. This was w- one of the most exciting gaming-related, maybe the most exciting gaming-related day of the year for me, to be quite honest. Sora is such a big deal for me, and to have him in Smash Brothers, I've wanted this for years. I know you guys have as well. Derek, you didn't yeah. even believe it could possibly oh, I, happen. I, I'd written it off because I just <laughs> didn't think it was possible. I was like, I, I want yeah. it, but I just don't think it's happening. So, yeah. It was a and good and I, I kept like a glimmer of hope alive. I didn't realistically believe, but I wanted, I was like, maybe, just maybe. And my faith was rewarded. And, <laughs> really and you my were only blessed complaint, by Lord Sakurai. <laughs> exactly. My, my only complaint is that there isn't more music from across the series uh, included with him. It's just, the yeah. music that's there is great in Kingdom Hearts 1, but there are so many iconic battle themes from later games in the series that didn't make the cut. That's a shame, but yeah, it doesn't matter. Sora is mm-hmm. here in Smash. He's so fun to play. And, uh, you know, shout-outs to, like I said, probably the most exciting reveal of the year for me, the most exciting gaming day of the year for me. Yeah, I, I totally went in there with, at least once the announcement finally happened, and my ears were blessed with your screaming as well. Um, <laughs> yeah. When we when we went to that whole like uh, the actual uh, presentation afterwards, I had a feeling there wouldn't be a lot of music, given Square's track record with Final Fantasy VII, Dragon Quest having the MIDI sounds, and also just the the, the legal issues of certain songs <laughs> with uh, right with uh, Kingdom Hearts as well. Just I I still don't this, this character shouldn't have happened. This I don't know how this even happened. Like the moment you see it Mickey Mouse chain, <laughs> it's just like what. <laughs> And how how long this must have been to to make this happen? Like the the uh, Fighters Pass Two was specifically given that extra slot for Sora. Like if, if this hadn't happened, it would have just been another like five character mm-hmm. uh, yeah. five character deals. We, we would have ended but, with Kazuya. <laughs> well, what right. an ending that would have been ended Which on there. Would have been a fine ending, but yeah, the the way that you, you couldn't have ended with with I think a more appropriate character than Sora. And what's what I think is further proof of that is the fact that. You know, when he was revealed, I assumed after the fact that there was going to be a ton, just endless amounts of toxicity about him, you know, on Twitter and the Internet. But it was surprisingly 
muted the toxic behavior. Like people, even people who didn't want Sora were like, you know what? Yeah, not my personal choice, but he does make sense. This is pretty cool. And I'm They're like, really wow. welcoming. Yeah. The Smash community actually like, reacting maturely about we this. Came this together cool. for once for the end. Yeah. What a what a beautiful way to end this whole this whole how many years of of Smash that Sakurai had to to fight through to get all these characters in. My God, it's an it's an accomplishment. This game is its an entire accomplishment in gaming and Sakurai and the team. Sora should all be Sora should yeah. be proud of what they made. <laughs> But, yeah. but wow, yeah. I, I'm still blown to hear Haley Joel Osment in Smash Brothers. <laughs> we play. This is feel real. Thunder. It's so good. <laughs> and and the, the perfect character thematically to bring Smash fans together, right? Sora in his own series, that's who he is. He brings people together. He's the, the, the bond that brings everyone together. And that's just so... And his reveal trailer is perfect. I know trailer we can't talk about it right again. now, but it's so good. It's so good. I'm so happy. Just, just thinking about it. And I, I went back and I've watched so many reactions cried more than once it's just it's so so emotional and so perfect and just makes me feel so good it makes my heart swell up and yes i realize art yeah pun very much intended yeah you're doing that but on purpose <laughs> so good all right so well, good let's keep moving uh as we're almost ready for november but before that we got a few super chats including a very generous one from blaze star 25 with 50 dollars holy crap oh my goodness. that is ridiculous wow. Saying, just Thank wanted to you, give you guys much. a late Christmas present. Your discussions and videos are something I look forward to every week, and I just wanted to thank you all for the hard work you guys do. Here's to making 2022 an amazing year for GVG. That is the plan. Thank you. Oh, yes. We have big plans for 2022 that we we're not quite ready to talk about yet, but we do have big plans. So, so look forward to more updates on that front. Yeah. And seriously, mm-hmm. thank you for the donation. That's very kind of you. Absolutely. Thank you. Then Sonic and Mega Man 531 is back with, I'm just back to back ones, $2, uh, two $2 su- uh, super chat saying, first up, Sailor Mars versus Axel from Kingdom Hearts. Uh, Sailor Mars. Ooh. Sailor Mars. Sailor Mars. I think it's, it's Sailor my, Mars. I think she can take feeling. Him. Yeah. yeah. And then Vegeta from Dragon Ball versus Thor from Marvel. Mm, Vegeta, he can blow up planets. I go Vegeta. Vegeta can blow up planets. I might have to go, I guess. I don't know. I feel like Thor is pretty strong, though. He's strong, uh, but he got beat up by... Uh, he, he, he's about even with Hulk, and Hulk can't blow up planets. And I'm sorry. Fair enough. Blowing You're up right. planets is... Vegeta. Pretty high, pretty high mark there. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. see Vegeta. A, probably a pretty high water mark. Plus, he keeps just getting yeah. stronger. I don't see Thor getting stronger. It's just kind of a base. Although, Classy Mudkip says Thor can blow up planets too, so I don't know. That's, yeah, that's getting, a hard I've one. I've never seen him do it, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. Um, Bleak Forest with a $2 super chat saying, Dread convinced me to play the other two game, the other 2D games, and that is wonderful. Like, yeah. I really wish they awesome. had, uh, um, you know, bundled that so people could do that easily but you know found, people yeah. found a way and made it work but that is great yeah. one of the one of the beautiful things about also, i was gonna say bleak forest you're not a name that i recognize so really nice to see you in our in our chat always happy to see uh, you yeah, thank you and, Hello. Uh, thank you so much for the donation and for being here mm-hmm. awesome yeah and finally, Zaire Miller with a four dollar ninety nine cent super chat. Thank you so much. Saying, I personally like how twelve minutes, uh, tw- like twelve minutes on how messed up and psycholog- psychological it gets, but I understand why some might not like it. Not my game of the year. Any long shot that Metroid Dread. So, yeah, nice. yeah, everybody has their own taste. That. that is perfectly yeah, fine. Exactly. Nothing wrong with that. Thank nope. you, Zaire. Thank you. All right, let's get to November. Two months to go. It's going to start getting a little sparse. Uh. 
I'm not going to bring up Call of Duty Vanguard. I don't care. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> and I don't want to give. We got nothing. To, we got nothing to say. Screw it, Daniel. Really quick, I do have to ask: Do you have anything to say about Tales of Luminaria? That's one the that I hadn't. Game. It's a mobile it's... game. Who? Yeah, I'm just curious. Mobile, okay. mobile Tales games are kind of kind of flaky. Like I, I've got into uh, what was it? Tales of Link was there for a while, and 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 that service ended and now even right now tales of crystoria which i thought i was having a, a pretty good run is now going to have its service ending next year or early on next year so i i know different tales games uh, on the mobile have different like like uh so some of them stay more story focused some of them were kind of lean to the gacha ones I, I i'll probably give luminaria a chance at some point but at this at this stand i'm just kind of burnt out with the tale <laughs> series doing their mobile things because yeah. They they don't really last. A lot of them don't really last for too long on mobile. Right. Mm-hmm. Please give us like Tales of Destiny or Rebirth or something that has been remastered into uh, a, a more console based uh, space. So I don't know. It's <laughs> mobile get, games. Uh, that game. Get the first Tales game off of Game Boy Advance for better. Oh version. God! Don't do that right. to yourself. <laughs> like I know it's the only way to play that game translated, but my. God, it hurts. The the uh, colors were saturated so brightly so that you can see it against the non-illuminated Game Boy Advance, and it's painful to play now on like any more modern, uh, uh, well, whatever way you want to play it now. Uh-huh. Um, but but if you want to play it, go for it. If you can play it somehow on a, a other hardware, go for that as well. But <laughs> that's another one that can be released. They they've released that game so many times. We can play Tales of Fantasia in other ways if they just make it in English. I hope Namco gets on that soon. It'd be nice. Right. All right. Well, I'd say the first actually big game that we care about, um, November 9th, Forza Horizon 5, which, Ash, Ooh. I know you are losing your mind over. <laughs> this game, and I have to thank Becca once again because this has been the bright spot, other than hosting uh, my wife's family for the holidays. This has been the bright spot of my holiday season. I have been putting in some serious time with this game on her series S that she lent me. And this game is so fucking phenomenal. It is, it is easily in my game of the year conversation. It is, it's the, it's a really good combination of an arcade racer, but, but it's also, there's so much here for gearheads. If you're super into the realistic aspects of like racing Sims, you can, you can tune your car in so many specific ways. And it's a gearheads dream. There are over 500 cars in this game, but if you don't care about any of that and you just want to play a damn good arcade racer, it is it excels at that too. And this is a game that you can play literally however you want. It doesn't matter what you like doing. Do you just like driving in the open world? You get points for that. Do you like competing in events? You get points for that. Do you like running into shrubbery and cacti? You get points for mowing things down. You get points for drifting. You get points for running into things. This, this game is a game you can play however you want. You get rewarded for it. The, the the open world map of Mexico is just unbelievably beautiful. It is the ultimate chill-out game. Amazing licensed music. I can't say enough incredible things about this game. Steve warned me. He said, dude, it's just as great as you think it is. It's going to pull you in. Be careful. And he was right. I <laughs> love this game to death. It is one of my favorite games of the year, and it will be coming up in our game of the year discussion for me. Trust me, because... nice. You guys, this game is amazing. It's amazing. And I just, I can't, I can't love it enough. If you like racers at all, you need to play Forza Horizon 5. One of my favorite games of the year, bar none. Straight up. That's awesome. Never played Forza, never had an Xbox. So that's, that's cool. 
Um, yeah, uh, uh, Bolt Mouse X, I have no idea. Say, I got a question, Nash. Is the Toyota AE86 and Forza Horizon 5? Probably. I couldn't tell you, but probably because there are 556 cars. Google it. I'm sure it's out there. Like, I'm sure they have a yeah, car. Yeah, and list. I only have like 50 so far, but I'm sure it's in there. But yeah, this game is so good. <laughs> oh, man. I love it. I love it. And thank awesome. you again, Becca. <laughs> thank you. Uh, you know, you might love uh, Forza Horizon 5, but I'm pretty sure nobody really loves the game that came out on November 11th. Grand Theft Auto, the trilogy, the definitive edition, (laughs) the definitive edition, definitive edition. Oh, no, not really much to say there. Go watch Mac McMuscles and his uh, what happened (laughs) on this game, because dear God, like they're trying to improve it. But this was this was sad. Yeah, it's a really it's a damn shame how this uh, how this trilogy, this collection turned out. You know, we've already talked about the myriad issues it shipped with at launch, and it's it's a mess, and it sucks because Grand Theft Auto, even though they're not it's not personally my favorite series, these games are legendary. They deserve better. They're classics for a reason. They deserved a better remastering than than this. So it's a damn shame that it turned out this way. It is. It is. But it is the way it goes. Um, and let's move on to a good game. <laughs> November twelfth, <laughs> the day after. Shin Megami Tensei 5. I think the game that might get Shin Megami Tensei a bit more recognition beyond just pers- the pers- you know the Persona spinoff. But um, I've heard, uh, I- I've talked to a few friends that are really into uh, Shin Megami Tensei. And the basic idea that I've, uh, basic thought I've had from them is um, the gameplay and world exploration-, exploration are fantastic. Probably the best in the series. The story, eh. It's okay. I in the middling. I was much. That's more what invest- I've heard as well. Yeah, I was yeah. much more invested in the story of Shin Megami Tensei Four, where uh, there was there was a lot of twists with that, and then there's a certain part where you arrive, I guess, arrive in Shibuya, Japan, that area, and you're like, what? And you're wondering the whole. It kind of changes your whole prospect of the story of everything that came before it. Nothing really with that here as much as as, as at least not as profound as that at least. Um, but yeah, it's. It, I think this will make a bigger impact than, say, Shin Megami Tensei 3 Nocturne did earlier this year. Because that, so, really, yeah. that was literally just like an HD port. But but this game, this is the game that finally released, you know. It's, it's, mm. it's, we've been waiting so long for this game. And um, I think, yeah, I think one of the things is just the difficulty is kind of all over the place. Whether you're doing just normal difficulty, it's kind of difficult. Or if you go for the easier difficulty, it gets a little too easy. So... I mean, I mean, either way, you can play if you can play through the game. At least give it a shot. I think if you enjoy RPGs and you want to give a game yeah. that kind of relates back to if you enjoy Persona, like I, I, I don't really like comparing Persona and Shin Megami Tensei, even though they are made by Atlas together. Um, but if you've played, actually, if you played uh, Tokyo Mirage Sessions, it's a lot more closer yeah. to that as far as like you, even the UI looks a lot the same. It's pretty <laughs> crazy. But um, but yeah, definitely a game worth trying. I, I, I enjoyed my time with it. I, I want to pick I it up eventually because I've too. heard good I've heard good things like it, the fact, despite the fact the story might be a little eh it looks interesting enough I still want to check it out that's my understanding of the story mm-hmm. as well I really like the story in Shin Megami Tensei 4 like I really liked it and I have heard similar criticisms about the story in 5 but to talk to Steve about it he really enjoyed his time with the game and this is another one that I wish again mm-hmm. we all cover each other's gaming gaps uh, and this is, is one the idea. that he 
would have been able to talk about a lot because he played it and reviewed it here in the channel. Unfortunately, he had to take down the review because of, uh, I think, one little bit of footage showed an area from, from like, they, it was, it was weird. They, like, they couldn't show beyond the first hour, them. really, for yeah, the footage. Show, and that environment is so bland. So he wanted to show off some, you know, more interesting areas. And they were like, no, you can't show that off. So we were trying mm -hmm. to do the game a favor, but um, he Ooh. really liked it. And uh, yeah, I, I, yeah. And mm -hmm. it sounds as though most people generally like the gameplay, just not the story as much. But uh, yeah, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm glad that it finally came out. This was one of the, this was a game that was revealed alongside the Switch's the Switch revealed. had its initial reveal. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's finally here. Insane. Um, yeah. But hey, we got some more Final Fantasy VII content on November 17th. The first Soldier released on sure. mobile, and I have not played it at all. But I have heard rumblings yeah. about it coming to PC and maybe console. Like, it might get a Steam release. This is which, definitely a game I'd be interested in playing on console, yeah. at least to a degree. Yeah. It, yeah. Get it off mobile. I like, I heard it's, I've heard from just um, general review stuff that. Uh, hold on. Uh, I saw somebody say the audio went out, but it still looks good to me, so I think we're all right. Um, okay, hopefully it's cool. just on your end. Um, yeah, I'm, because you're 95. Yeah, I think we're still good. I sorry, I panicked. Me, I was like, let me take a look. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. I, I've heard from a few people it's good, but you definitely need a uh, I recommend playing with a controller. Which in that case, just put it on a console <laughs> so I can play with a controller. Yeah, exactly. This is a game that while it may never be something that I'm super interested in as an arena shooter, it's still, you know, you put Final Fantasy, a code of Final Fantasy paint on anything, and you're going to probably pull me in a little bit more. So you make me a, a little like bit interesting. On. Yeah, it's a game I'd like to play on consoles, but not enough to play on my phone. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But then November 19th, uh, I'm going to treat Battlefield 2042 the same way I did um, Call of Duty Vanguard. Right. came out apparently wasn't very good had a lot of issues yeah. so got like oof uh which yeah. is a shame because yeah. again i like bad company too but um no thanks yeah that's i i didn't hear that apparently battlefield fans have not been very happy i'm not a battlefield guy so i ignored this but yeah even battlefield fans haven't been very happy with the way 2042 turned out apparently so yeah i don't know what they shame. did but apparently it's just not good which man you think they'd have this down at this point but nope Nope, no luck. <laughs> right. Apparently not. Now, I wish I could say that at least we got a uh, better game in the form of Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl, which I guess it uh -huh. probably is. It's just a um, absolutely... It's... It sucks. Uh -huh. <laughs> it doesn't suck. That's not, that's not the way to put it. Yeah. I put a video out about it. If you've played it before, it is exactly the game you played before with a few quality of life improvements, which makes it fine. But there's nothing new or interesting that a lot of the other remakes of that Pokemon games have added to it that make it feel unique and different and not just the same game you're playing again. And I think that's why I bounced off it. It's just... Sure. They're fine games. It's just the same. Yeah. Yeah. This It's... I, I wish I kind of treated this the same way I did with Skyward Sword and took the same approach with that because at least that game improved some things about it. But this one is really just a different art style. 
but aside from that really you play it and it's just kind of the same game that you've played before if you've if you've done the the original diamond and pearl get rid of hms make the battle system faster expand upon the underground it was some some of the some baffling decisions as well like i'm I'm, they made tms back to be one-time use and yet you will always get multiple of them so it's like what's the point of doing that it's really and because oh it was unlimited use in, I believe, uh, um, Omega Ruby and Alpha, uh, Alpha Sapphire. So I don't know. I don't I just, get it. We just had Sword and Shield, which treated that way. So just have it be like that. There's just kind of lean, lean in a direction and please commit to it. <laughs> like, let's let's try to consolidate some things here. Because, yeah, I mean, I'm glad HMs were treated the way they are now because that's a... a, a relic of the past that we don't need to revisit anymore but right. yeah most of the things in this game just I, it just didn't really seem like they they push it as they, they push the series as well as they could and yet it'll sell so much so game freak uh, will probably be like well this works people will be fine with this kind mm-hmm. of level of treatment with a gen 5 remake which i'm very scared about now yeah, i want I that to is. have a really that, that that game deserves like all the quality and and, and touch-ups in the world like I remember I mentioned before uh, I just I was just watching the Pokemon Evolutions uh, shorts lately, and just to have those kind of quality like anime cutscenes in between story beats where it looks more like I don't know you can even more of a cel shaded look or something, a voice acting, a lot of stuff that you can do to improve this. I think you can have a really special remake, but it it they always seem to just go towards the bare minimum, and it's a shame to see that. Yeah, and I, I've mentioned this before. I'm just so burnt out on the current Pokemon formula that I just, I'm curious about BDSP, but not enough to go out of my way to play it if it's not really doing anything that interesting mm-hmm. with, you know, as a remake. I'm much more excited about uh, Arceus just because they're actually Same. stepping out of their comfort zone exactly. and, and really curious yeah. to see how that turns There's out. There's something yeah. really new there, and that's that's exciting. That's exciting. Right. And you know, and as Becca points out, though, uh, but you're forgetting every gen is someone's first gen, so oh, yeah. it's a way to have some legacy yeah. content. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. For, if this is I your first it. time playing this, this is the best way to should, play it. Bar yeah, no. play right. it. Right. I'm I'm just speaking on the perspective of somebody who played this like, like in high school yeah. with friends if, and I've and seen it before. But like you might is, be missing out yeah. on some of the platinum stuff, but you know, outside of the distortion world, which is cool, but not exactly life-changing it's a cool area that's about it i don't i don't think you're missing that much in platinum right so right yeah yeah the switch is a console where a lot of people are playing video games for the first time so if you want to get into another pokemon game that's if you like sword and shield and you want to try another pokemon game to try and uh hold off until uh um legends arceus then please do it's it's a fun game it's just something that some older folk may not be into. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Oh, well. Um, but honestly, that's really it for November. Yeah. Nothing really much else to... Oh. Uh, Finally closing it on the end. Talk about, we're almost <laughs> at the end. There's not much there. We're almost there. Um, but uh, we did get a few secret chats. First up from Evil Lucario for $10. Thank you so, so much. Saying, Thank uh, you. One very underrated game uh, uh, released on November 9th was Blue Reflection Second Light. Made by the Atelier Ryza devs, it was a really oh. fun 37-ish hour RPG going slow with a slice of life plus magical girl genre focus. I have not heard of this. 
I need either. to put. I need to write this down for, because that sounds exactly up Amy's alley. Yeah, that sounds actually. cool. I see it listed here on on our on our list here that we're using. Yeah, I haven't yeah, heard of it. There's, there's no wiki cool. page for it, but that is right. Cool. Huh. I'm gonna write that write that down. If it's on sale for her, uh, it might be her might be her type of thing. I don't know. I'll take a look. Um. I can yeah, looking at it, I can definitely tell this is a Rise of Debs. <laughs> definitely the Rise of Debs. And of course they have the Rise of costume in there. So might be looking at these screens, it might be a little too fan service for her. But Okay. But we'll okay, see. Yeah. I mean, it's worth checking out. Mind. Second light. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Cool. Thank you. Uh then there's uh, Sonic and Mega Man is back once again with a two dollar super chat saying Morgan from Darkstalkers versus Ivy from Soul Calibur. Um, hmm. I don't know. I guess uh, Morgan she, since she's so supernatural and a succubus. Yeah, I think Morgan. Or? I think it's got to be Morgan. I mean, Ivy she can, can get launch some missiles shit done with her chain sword, <laughs> but I feel like Morgan. She's a succubus. She's got supernatural powers. She can launch this. This got to be Morgan, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'd say so. I think yeah. so. Cool. Yeah. yeah we'll go with right. Morgan. Doesn't Morgan have a gun? <laughs> I don't think she has a to... gun, but I know she can launch missiles from her wings, which is, I don't fully understand, but there you go. Well, there we go. <laughs> Ivy can't do that, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there we go. All right. December. We've made it. And on December 2nd, a game that Ooh. Ash was excited about, but I, don't, I think he missed out on, Solar Ash just released out of... <laughs> Nowhere. Yeah, you know, I didn't hear the the greatest things about this game, and this came out right during my mad dash to play as many, you know, games as I could in preparation for our for our end of year stuff. So I was playing Kana, Guardians of the Galaxy. So this just came out at a time where I couldn't quite fit it in. Um, yes, out of context moment. Um, <laughs> but uh, I didn't hear great things about it. I heard that the like the gameplay doesn't really evolve very meaningfully throughout the course of the game. That said. I also, as I understand it, it's a very beautiful game and probably worth playing if I can, but it just came out at the wrong time when I was already working on other games and it didn't, it, it feel like, it feels like it was released to a somewhat more muted response than I was expecting, uh, given how cool the pre-release trailers looks, trailers look. So something I still would like to play and, and check out, but it just, again, I was too focused on other games at the time and there are only so many hours in the day. So Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I did, did anybody in our audience play it? I mean, I'd love to know. Like, I, I haven't like, even played Hyper Light Drifter, so you know, yeah, I know it's set in the same universe, mm-hmm. but it, it looked visually interesting. But I, I just, I don't know for whatever reason, it didn't always click with me. It's just like cool visuals, mm-hmm. but I wasn't sure about the gameplay. The movement looks amazing, and I, I feel like I would enjoy the game anyway. But it's just it, it was not a priority for me at the time that it came out because I was already working on Kana and Guardians. Yeah, that makes sense. And now I'm playing Forza, so I just, uh-huh. yeah, just not enough there's time. A, there's a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, next up is December 3rd, Big Brain Academy Brain versus Brain on the Switch. Missed this one, but <laughs> hey, again, we missed Steve because he played it with his kids, and apparently they had a really good time. 
Yeah, that's what he told us. And uh, this is just, yeah, we're, we're really sorry to everybody out there who, you know, feel. I saw a couple of, uh, of or at least one comment earlier saying, oh, you know, you guys didn't play enough games this year. And it's it's really more it's that really we don't hard. have our full crew yeah. with us. We don't have our full crew. Yeah. So if Brandon and Steve were here, you know, they would be filling in the gaps of our own gaming years mm. and vice versa. So, you know, Steve mm-hmm. could have talked about No More Heroes 3 and Brandon could have talked about Monster Hunter stories and so apologies for that, that we couldn't get the whole crew together today. But yeah, this is one of those games that Steve played. We didn't. You know, it's cool that Big Brain Academy came back. It wasn't something I was necessarily I never played for. any of them. I did like the one on Wii. Uh, mm. I, I played the one on Wii quite a bit. I think it was, yeah, I think it was Wii. And, it, you know, but it's just not something. I'd rather just play Mario Party Superstars, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same. I'm yeah. glad it's still a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, sorry I didn't forget about the series. But sorry, sorry, y'all, that I didn't play um, 100 games this year. I'll do better next year. I'm so trying. I can satisfy every single one of you. <laughs> I just when you have a day job as well, it's very <laughs> yeah. Yeah, when you're a parent or you have a day job, it's you know, in addition to GVG, it's very hard to play every game mm-hmm. that comes out or even close to it. But we're doing our best. We're doing our best. Yeah. But we do wish Brandon and Steve <laughs> were here to talk about the games we couldn't play. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, Big Brain Academy is, I'm glad it's still a thing, but it, it kind of hurts to think about the fact that Big Brain Academy got a new game before F-Zero did. Yeah. God what the heck's up with that? That's damn weird. it, man. That is weird. Uh, yeah. But Steve um, liked it. So yeah. yeah, exactly. Uh, not too much to say. Uh, well, actually, Brandon, uh, Brandon, oh my God. Daniel, Brandon. did you pick, I'm so sorry. Did you pick up Danganronpa <laughs> De- Decadence? Also released what, makes you, what makes you say that i might pick up danganronpa for the switch uh <laughs> yeah um i i so really I, they're, they're mostly ports except for the expanded version of that po- that other game yeah. which got middling reviews from what i could tell did you try that mode out yeah um i essentially ended up just getting the uh danganronpa s ultimate summer camp because that was the only game that i had not played that is part of this collection so if you wanted to pick up the entire package you can play danganronpa one two and three which are i think great games mm-hmm. um i've mentioned things about this game before but i think the real thing people want to hear about is the uh, ultimate summer camp which is a more fleshed out version of the extra game you would get at the end of danganronpa three um this is a, a, a kind of a, a board game where you can, can can construct. It's hard to explain it honestly. It could be like you play through it, and and it's where all the characters in the series from one, two, three, and even Ultra Despair Girls kind of can interact in a non-lethal environment where no one kills each other, and uh, you're essentially on a board game to construct things and and build, and uh, also to like. It's a weird section where you can like fight other monsters as well, like like based on things you would see in uh, Danganronpa. Uh, like Ultra Despair Girls and things like that. It's really bizarre. And um, one of the things that really threw me off of this is that you do start with the main characters, right? Uh, Mm. um, But as you go along, you can unlock uh, other characters as well and other characters in their swimsuits, which is very heavily advertised with this game. (laughs) But the thing is, with some of this, they introduce gotcha elements that you can use real life money to earn um these these other characters and and skins for these characters and i was just like oh my god they actually went this direction with this game and <laughs> like it may be expanded from Danganronpa 3 
but honestly like it's it's a major grind and and uh to, to get the things that you want to get and just the, the interactions were okay like like seeing characters from different games interact with each other you kind of got that already with the end of of d3 or mm-hmm. dying rapid v3 rather but it's not really something that i would commit to for a long time um it's 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 fine. It's it's not really my cup of tea, and the, I think that's partially partially what gives it like it's middling to negative reviews. It's just that it's a total grind fest, so uh, not really something I would recommend. Uh, play the first three games; those are a lot more fantastic and a lot more worth your time to to get into the series with. But yeah, um, that's pretty much all I have to say about, of that game. Mm-hmm. All right, gotcha, gotcha. Cool. Uh, really quick shout out yeah. to a mage gotcha. in our live audience chat. Um, going back to Big Brain Academy for a second, saying this one definitely feels more Wii-esque than DS-esque with more party elements. You just sold me. I'm going to check out this game because that's what I liked about the Wii version. So oh, nice. thank you for letting me know that. I, I, I'm going to check that out with my wife, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, real quick, we don't need to t- uh, focus on this for too long because there's really not a lot different about it, but December 3rd was also Disney Magical World 2 Enchanted Edition, oh. which Amy popped off for when that was announced because she's been... Yeah hoping for a sequel or hoping for something on the switch. And she finally got it. She's been playing it like crazy. She loves it. It is from what I can tell the exact same game, except it includes all the DLC. If you want a Disney, uh, life sim type game, um, that's cute and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Perfect for you. Otherwise, yeah. eh. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I don't know if, I don't know if this game's doing uh huge numbers or anything, but even bell, even bells, even in the, uh, there she is in chat. Chat here. Uh, chat here. She, this is her happy place game. Um, feeling hey, stressed or whatever. Really brings it up, plays for a little bit, back in a good mood. It just it puts her in a happy place. So good. You know, we all need a game like that. So hopefully all of you 100%. can find that, that type of game for you as well. Um, so. That's like my Sonic Mania or Knights. Those are like my two two mm. of my biggest happy place games. <laughs> I can play those anytime uh, and instantly be happier after having played them. Nice. Mine is one of mine is Paper Mario and God damn it. So. <laughs> don't, don't hammer the tree. <laughs> Whoops. Um all right. December seventh. Final Fantasy fourteen and Walker. Uh, hey, I'm, I think people have heard of that. Yeah, I think so. I think we've talked about this uh, Final Fantasy fourteen a few times. Um, that said, I have not been able to play it because, uh, well, I'm only in Heaven's Ward. I'm a, I'm a few, um, <laughs> I'm, I'm a few expansions back. Eventually, I'll get to Endwalker. But I have talked to quite a few friends who love the game. Uh, you know, love fourteen or, and are caught up. And from everything I heard. It, it it feels like a proper conclusion uh, to the storyline, uh, this this arc, this this saga that has been going since the game first began. It is a proper wrap up. It ties in so many elements that have been pulled in there. It's, it's it, a lot of them have said like it's almost like an everyone is here type thing uh, for how much they bring back and what they do, and um, it is. Uh, I, from what I from what I understand, it doesn't quite reach the heights of um, Shadowbringers and what new stuff it that that expansion brought to the game and the twists and turns. But it's still a very satisfying ending that's almost there. So, yeah, I, I as I understand it, the emotional payoff if you've been playing since the beginning of mm-hmm. through every expansion 
following the story the whole time. As I understand it, the emotional payoff in Inwalker is tremendous, and I only wish I could experience it properly. I just... It's hundreds of hours to get to that point, and <laughs> I just don't. And you that. need the thing is, you need that time with these characters because it just builds right. on them and it, it puts those elements in. Man, when they start firing all cylinders and really expanding, it's like it's like you you kind of need to get to the expansions to get to the really good stuff for uh, Final Fantasy fourteen. The base stuff is good; it's fun. It definitely mm-hmm. draws you in. But you want the really good story stuff, then you need to get to the expansions. So. Mm-hmm. There is that. Yeah. Um, anyway, let's continue on. And the next big game, December 8th, Halo Infinite. And uh, we might have that, Ooh. might not have Brandon, might not have Steve, but Ash, you have played a little bit of it. Yeah, not nearly as much as Brandon and Steve have. So again, I really wish they were here to talk about it. Uh, I have put a little bit of time in it on Becca's Xbox Series S, uh, mainly in, in the campaign I feel like I'm not really the best person to comment on this game because I'm not a Halo fan, so I'm not going into it really caring about the story and what's going on. But it 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 looks it looks great. It feels fun to play. It just it didn't really stick with me. I got to the open world portion and I'm just like I don't really love the way this open world feels. It I just kind of bounced off it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, Halo fans. You're Apparently not, well, the, the campaign's pretty good. You're not a Halo fan. That's, that's I'm not a big... Halo guy. I'm not yeah. primed to like... That's the thing. I'm not like the prime audience for this game. Um, but, it, I mean, it, it feels good to play. But I, I just wanted to go back to Forza, to be quite honest. And I, I've i dabbled in the multiplayer. I think it's fun. But it's something that I really need. I, I, I need to have a proper session with, like, you know you guys like friends like and and really yeah. play a bunch of games because when we did it for our uh, ep streams with our patrons i was only able to play it on my mac through chrome and it was like two seconds of input delay and it was a terrible experience yeah. i think i'd have a lot of fun playing it again in another patron stream with you all and that's kind of what i'm looking forward to experiencing but i just haven't gotten to have that experience yet because playing with randos it's just not as fun yeah, so I, yeah i mean yeah yeah I wanted to try to play it, but apparently my graphics card is not good enough. So right, I got no experience yeah. with this. Yeah, so the the campaign seems fine, but it's just uh, it's just not really for me. I guess again, I'm not a big shooter guy. I'm not a Halo fan, so consider the source for sure. I'm not the the best person to be commenting on Halo Infinite. I really wish Brandon and Daniel or Dan, you are here, Daniel. Brandon and Steve hey. were here <laughs> because they played a lot more of this and they're more primed as halo fans than me to really yeah. comment on it as experts mm-hmm. excuse me yep so Pretty yeah much. that's kind of where i'm at on halo yeah. but play forza forza's so good <laughs> <laughs> squeeze that in there <laughs> yeah oh, God. of course oh that's going in out of context mm-hmm. um <laughs> uh the, uh, another game that came out on uh december 9th uh, I don't. I've not heard much chatter about it. I'm, I'm only going to bring it bring it up because it's just so weird that it's back after so long. Monster Hunter, Monster Rancher One and Two DX. Oh right. I've not heard anybody talk um, about it, but not a cool soul it's there. Yeah, I actually forgot this came out. That's cool that it's there. I'm glad that it's a thing. But yeah, mm-hmm. I, I don't even know how they do the disc thing that was its whole gimmick to begin with. So right, right. I don't know. Uh, and one final thing to mention, even though it came out last year, but it's on consoles now. So, uh, according to Steve, you really need to check this out. I know I need, I want to as well. Um, yes. but on December 16th, uh, record of Lodos war deedlit in wonder labyrinth 
a short but sweet uh, uh, Symphony of the Night inspired Metroidvania released. And apparently it is fantastic. I actually just found out this is on Game Pass. And so I'm going to check it out very soon. I might even check it to check it out tonight. Because, yeah, Steve loved this game, and I'm always down for a new Metroidvania, especially a short oh, and sweet yeah. one. So, yeah, I got mm. to check this out. It's on Game Pass. I'm going to check it out. By the way, as a new Game Pass subscriber, Game Pass is just as fucking awesome as I've been hearing. <laughs> oh, it's like, man, it's so good. Yeah. Game Pass is amazing. Um, like, funny damn. that. Also, not listed here, uh, so thank you very much to Juan Delgado uh, for the reminder. Uh, Shovel Knight Pocket Dungeon. Also released oh, in December. Not, yeah, that's not listed oh, yeah. here. That's yeah. strange. And uh, Derek, you it's good. that. Yeah, it's a fun puzzle game. Yeah. I did not expect the roguelite elements to it, but they work. Uh, mm-hmm. they, but the game is also freaking hard. <laughs> it is It yeah. is tough. <laughs> Uh, even without using the uh, Kevin Infinite Lives, like I still have a board fill up sometimes finding the final boss of it with certain characters. And if you're not set, it's 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 a tough game, but the puzzle elements work. And I can I I'd love to see high level play because I'm only OK, <laughs> but proper setups I, and all that. Yeah, I, I'm sure you remember, Derek. I ate shit at this game when I when I demoed it with you at PAX, like as much as I <laughs> excel at the main Shovel Knight platformers. Man, I picked this up and it was like my brain just switched off. I, 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 I eventually got the handle out or got the hang of it, but you took to it immediately and you were just killing it. And, and I'm and still so losing. I'll put it that. So there's the, there's the difficulty yeah. for you. Yeah, but uh, I, I really, <laughs> I loved your review, man. I loved uh, you know what I saw of the game. I, your review is great, and it just reminded me that I need to listen to the soundtrack because it is another Jake Kaufman Shovel Knight soundtrack, and that just is you know literally music to my ears so i need to check out the soundtrack and the game itself yep good stuff uh, man soundtrack hits at certain levels and it's just like ah feels so good oh i'm sure but, yep all right, all right. um oh, man that Did is it. it that is all <laughs> the survived. games that released in 2021 over two streams three- two streams that's about five hours of discussion i'd say that yeah it's crazy and um, thank you all for hanging out with us for, for two super long extended TNTs as we went through every release that we could. I mean, there were plenty of games that we didn't talk about because we, you know, they were smaller profile releases that we or, didn't play or, them. I mean, yeah, we just didn't play or them. Or re-releases or remasters. Yeah. But, A lot of re-releases. And then the same goes say, for Moon Knight. Uh, Five Nights at Freddy's Security Breach. I don't play Five Nights at Freddy's. I don't oh, think any of us do. So yeah. I got nothing to say about that. I've heard yeah, nothing about yeah. that. But. And I would say that even though I felt anecdotally like I've had less free gaming time than ever uh, this year, going back through the year the way we have over the past two episodes reminded me that I played more good, than I thought I did, which yeah. is a nice, yeah. It's a good year. It's a good year. Good year. Definitely. So, and there's yeah. and there's still stuff that I need to play that came out this year that are in my backlog that I'm going to do my best to get to. But uh, this mm-hmm. has been fun. And Brandon and Steve, we miss you. We wish, wish you could have been here. But uh, thank you all for hanging out with us for these <laughs> extra long episodes looking back mm-hmm. on the year 2021 in games. Absolutely. Before we end off, though, yeah. we did get a few more Super Chats. First up, Chip Damage Mike with $7. No comment, but they do have a comment later. Uh, yeah. So we'll get. To, uh, so I just jump over to that when they donated another $5. Holy cow. Thank you so much. Saying, thank hey, guys, my much, work. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Saying, hey, guys, my work schedule rarely allows me to join live, so I'll take this chance to say thank you for thank you for all you do. Always look forward to listening. Well, thank you so much. I am yeah, really glad. You. 
Yeah, uh, thank you very much. We we'll always love seeing your name in chat, man. Thank you absolutely. for being in our community. Definitely yeah. recognize that one. Um, and then Sonic and Mega Man's back uh, with the five dollar super chat saying. Uh, a YouTuber called Young Ye has brought up really good points about Battlefield 2042 and uh, Call of Duty Vanguard. Uh, Want to know why? Check out his channel. So there's an advertisement for that. I've heard channel. of Young Ye. Yeah. I've not heard of cool. them myself, but check them out if you're curious. Okay. Yeah. Thank you, Sonic and Mega Man. Both um, of you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then Jared Helder with a five Canadian dollar super chat saying, do you have problems switching between consoles? I remapped the Xbox controller to be like switch. So X is Y and B is a, after some frustration. Um, no, I, for whatever reason I have that, really? I have that controller in my hand and I know the button, what, what buttons it. go where. Yeah. I just have I that. Feel it. Yeah. Feel. it might I, be more confusing to me if I went from switch to Xbox. Um, it's not confusing to me going from PlayStation to Switch, you know? Same. I have this problem specifically for Xbox. Never never Nintendo or PlayStation, but Xbox, I do find myself looking down at the controller occasionally because I'm so thrown off by the reversed B and A and X and Y. It just, it messes with me. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, Xbox specifically, yes, but uh, the other two, no, not at all. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, And then uh, they donated another $2, two Canadian dollars saying... What are your favorite games to grind in? Dragon Quest, Final Fantasy. Oh, I, don't think... I re- actually quite enjoy like if we're talking about games like this. Yeah, Dragon Quest has always been something I've had kind of actual fun grinding with because especially in like 11s, you can do a whole setup where oh, yeah. you're doing with with Silvando and and Jade and uh, and your hero and um, like you're pretty much gambling to have the metal slime show up and when they show up, you have like you have all the 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 over the the uh the your specials ready to to take them all out mm-hmm. and it's like its own game in itself and when you can pull it off it's really rewarding for how much you level up oh that's God. always kind of fun like actually five yeah. or ten levels depending yeah if you do it right yeah, yeah. My, my favorite games to grind in are the ones that let you tailor your your grinding experience so like games like bravely default bravely second dragon quest 11 where you can speed up the battles you can you mm-hmm. know basically to any any game that allows you to take as much of the grind out of grinding as possible those are my favorite games to grind in because I, you know, I think a game, I think games in general should, one of the most important things that any game can do is respect the player's time. And so anything that helps take the grind out of grinding, those are the games I like grinding in. So DQ 11 is a great, great example. Mm-hmm. I agreed. I, I, yeah, pretty much those. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh goodness. Well, after all that, I think that covers everything for <laughs> this episode of Today's dues tonight. Hopefully that wait was worth it since we couldn't do this on Wednesday, but we made it. We got through and And thank you all. What's that? Just for those of you, when I've seen a few questions about this, we are doing separate game of the year discussions. Don't worry. We are doing that as well. Those are going to be bespoke discussions, not TNT. TNT will be going back to its usual format of covering the news for uh, on Wednesday, but we are doing separate game of the year discussions. So look forward to those as well. Yep. Absolutely. But of course, a big old thank you to all of our patrons, big and small. You do not know how much it means to us that you support us, continue through us, support us through all of 2021. We hope that you stick around for 2022 and we hope that we are worthy of your uh, support and love and we can yes. just continue just doing the best we can for all of you. So thank you so much for all of your support. But also an extra special thank you to... Our, uh, our patrons at the producer level as this show simply would not be possible without all of you it uh, means the world that you want to support us to this degree 
and just thank you so so much but of yes. course an extra extra special thank you to our executive producers and above because you are all rock stars and uh thanks for sticking with us all of you again we love you so extra much. special thank you and this goes out to brandon bovia rob Arman x fangs dan inch whistle z patty hyrule hermit sky blue flames eastman 23 adam o'sullivan octopuppet richard herrera Michael Phone, The D Pad, Vesmio, Waffle King, Romsky113, Critter XD, Kitty Kong Fax, Angel Martinez, Bedron Hotik, Joshua Hunter, Benny Yao, Azran127, Black King, Pagrama, Geller, Joseph Rutkin, Titus Malvolio, Geeky Griffin, Lucky Wonderfish, Kyle, Top Dog23100, Young Ben Kenobi, Doug Shomix, Andrew Medeiros, Orm M, Becca, Rocks the Cat, Killamox, Eddie B, Kai Ed, Kit Fisto, Kenneth Lee Stingle, Jessica Toad, Deaneth, Coda, Sci-Fi Lullabies, Michael McCall, Matthew Wong, uh, Goron Amber, Straight Lace, Justin Matthews, Hoobie, Too Much Spaghetti, Mega Conrad, Askeron 809, Rioner, Ditto M, Captain Finlandia, 60 Minutes and 60 Seconds, Nathan Steele, Spicy Pandotter, uh, game, The Game Orb, Dano the Artist, Super game, Gamer Dude 101, Grantles, Ravelox, Synchro Lord, Rosa Bowling, Hi Steve's Mom, Kotar Peck, Scuff196, Kane Wooly, Skull, Skull Kid Tiger, Darksteel01, Jason Uloa, Jaden Buck, Phantom Project, Cystic Warrior 29, DJ Jurassic, Super Dank Awesome Unicorn Guy, Dinner Sonic, Derek, Jeff Ed, Stag Nasty, Mumbling Yeti, Cameron Sharp, Screamo Shaman, Mason Riley, Keel, Santi the Person, Brendan Hess, Hustlebun, Noah Fitterer, Rizmon, Calvin Atkinson, Hanaru77, Happy Birthday Once Again, Brooke yes. Obscura, Tarvold, and Anthony Wilson Jr. Thank you all so, so much for that support. And remember that you too can become a patron over at patreon.com slash gvgaming where you can get access to our uh, to our exclusive post show and ad-free content for as little as $5 a month. Thank you all so much for watching. And if you uh, liked, and if you like this video, be sure to subscribe to Good Vibes Gaming for more good times like these. Until next time, good night and good vibes. Bye, everybody. Go uh, again.